0: Hey,
1: guys, brand new podcast. And Birdie Boy Relapse World Tour starts again tomorrow. Fucking tomorrow. Uh, I will be in Newark. Then we're in Worcester. Then we're in Poughkeepsie. Then we're in Newark, Rhode Island, Portland, Maine, Albany. No, I'm not missing anywhere. Reading, PA, Baltimore, Baltimore, University, PA. Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. Three shows in Nashville. I have added a show at the Grand Old Opry. So there are tickets available. All the shows at the Ryman. I think we have three shows at the Ryman there sold out, but the show at the Grand Old Opry should have still tickets still available. May 5th at um The Greek, Cinco de Mayo. I will be performing at the Greek. Never stop promoting. You don't ever want to go to a place and people go, When are you coming to LA? When are you performing in LA? You want everyone that lives in LA to know you are performing in LA. It's also the Netflix is a joke festival. So there's tons of tickets for tons of great shows, but I will be at the Greek Cinco de Mayo. Today's podcast is a fantastic podcast. It's one of the three people that I, I workaholics is one of my favorite shows ever. Without a doubt, it's one of my favorite shows ever. I absolutely love this show. It was my go-to every time I got off the road on Monday, I'd get in bed in my room and I would watch whatever workaholics were it was such a great show and uh and i am very lucky to have one of the three guys uh anders holm is on the podcast today he has a podcast called this is important it's with the guys from workaholics he has done a ton of stuff he's in the inventing anna they've got a workaholics movie that's coming out on paramount plus that i'm so fucking excited for and it's i was very lucky to have a conversation with him it went on for i think longer than he anticipated i think we almost did about two hours but i those guys man they got a place they've got a place on any one of these seats for the rest of their fucking careers that's how hard they made me laugh so without further ado ladies and gentlemen i'll just say this from workaholics the greatest tv show that ever graced comedy central without a fucking doubt undersholm Dude, oh, you don't have to. You can put unless you want to put them on. I, never I like put them on, on. I think. Well, then let's do it on. You know, you can one on. Voice. They say that I have a buddy who says it, uh, it alleviates you talking over people when you wear them. Okay, yeah. So, which is what my, did you <laughs> <laughs> um, so also, do you say? So bad. can you turn off the me bat. down a little bit? We were doing a, we were singing a song in here earlier. So, what song? Uh, I don't know. Blame it on the rain, Millie Vanilli. No, some guys a doing- different
0: ones. <laughs> doing- <laughs> Not that one.
1: Do you know how heartbroken I was when I found out they didn't sing that?
0: It was rough. Because
1: I- they were cool, good looking guys. There was, they were a period, you know, like they defined them. Isn't this crazy? Them and George Michaels defined kind of my sexuality, my freshman year mm-hmm. of high school. Like Drakkar Noir, yeah. Obsession Cologne. I'm I'm like nine years older than you. All right. So, but those were all really big touchstones in like Linda Evangelista. Yeah,
0: dude. And she's, uh, she's had some trouble lately. I don't know if you saw that. I almost did that cold, cold sculpting. What's the deal? They just freeze the fat and it kind of
1: goes out in your poop. I don't know. I, I, from what I understand it, uh, I, I thought it was bullshit. I knew a guy that did it and it said it, and he said it didn't work right but apparently hers turned rock hard and got bigger yeah which would fucking you know that's like it's like going to get your teeth done and then they're like oh we turned them into shit stain (laughs) right fucking worst case scenario (laughs) worst case so you were a supermodel
0: right (laughs) now you're elephant man yeah and uh uh, that's the story
1: it would fucking because you look at like uh i i I, have you ever had surgery before
0: uh i got laser eye surgery for real yeah the best that's what. by the way says. this is why i got the headphones so i know if it registers when i do
1: this so i can whisper you know i would have never heard that and i just would have talked over to you i would have been like i wear glasses yeah yeah you know the laser eye i surgery, might start wearing headsets halston the best um well, could you not see
0: it all- anything yeah i mean i had like i wore like contacts since i was um a l- 12 something like that what's right? that
1: like is what's that like getting glasses at a young age when no um, one else has glasses. Well,
0: you, you're going to school and the teacher is the one who tells you you need glasses. Because you're just, you're looking at the chalkboard and like squinting your eyes because it helps focus. Yeah. And they're like, so you need glasses. And you're like, she thinks I need glasses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we all have a good laugh. And then you need glasses. <laughs> uh, but I'm, uh, I got hard lenses, like OG hard lens contacts back in the day
1: the kind you just keep him forever
0: yeah you just they're like fucking little frisbees and then i hated them and then eventually they're like have you thought about soft lenses and my mom's like well i do hard so he did hard and then i go well let's see these soft things and then you just put those in and they just disappear on your eyeball and you're like you know you call service uh child services on your mom
1: wait i have this vision of your mom that she is a Six foot two blonde Swedish woman.
0: <laughs> no, she's uh five seven uh German from Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Wait, what cause everyone all the your three boys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you guys all have very like Hans Christian <laughs> Andersen names. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. So my oldest brother's name's Olin, which was my mom's name. Uh my m- what do you mean your mom your mom's name? Sorry, my mom's dad's name. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Which was my mom's name before my brother took it from her, as we do in Norway? Um, No, so his name's Olin Olin Christian Holm. Uh, My mom's dad's name was Olin. My middle brother, who's older than me, is Eric with a K. Yeah. Christian Holm. And I'm Anders Christian Holm. It's uh, it's very strange.
1: I I thought Anders was a nickname from. So just so we're, before we even get too deep into anything, huge fucking fan of of workaholics like you. i mean it really it represents a period of my life like a lot of shows do um tough crowd with colin quinn dave Chappelle. i uh, love tough crowd uh it's the Chappelle show a lot of things that hit comedy central a lot of them missed me a hundred percent yeah and then you know a few really hit me and i was like whoa reminds me of buying our house over on in mm-hmm. and uh and and not thinking there was anything good on TV. Yeah. And I would binge watch it. Yeah, thanks, so, man. So That's... I have to say that before we get too deep. I do want to talk about a little bit about workaholics. I'm sure you sure talked millions of stuff about it. But um, but so wait, let's go back to the so is your dad of of Nordic origin? So
0: my dad is like Nordic via Minnesota. Okay. Right. So his parents grew up on like farms speaking like Norwegian and stuff, but still they were like second or third generation, right? So like I can there's some family book we have where you can track it back pretty quickly in a couple generations, but yeah. um, you know we're from outside Chicago,
1: and so just regular white by, by yeah, people, like just not, not honky, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating because I, I when I first, I figured your name was Anderson, and, they, and then they just called you because right. Durs was right. was that was Durs a real nickname?
0: Yeah, that was like my little neighborhood nickname, running around the the playground and whatnot. Really? Yeah. So it's very strange to now a as like a 40 year old grown man have people shouting dirge at you regardless yeah but uh to have like my little nickname from the neighborhood or be shouted at like a mall in sydney australia or whatever
1: yeah Yeah. you know out of the three guys and i and i because you guys will forever be tethered yeah you were the one that seemed... I know. You were the one that seemed had... I mean, no disrespect to the other two guys. You were the one that had leading man good looks, but seemed like he cared less about the industry.
0: Did you hear that, Adam? <laughs> Did you hear that? He's got the dimples, but nobody cares.
1: Um, I'm just taller. That's it. That's it? Yeah, that's it. They go, oh, well, okay. That's it. But you had like this vibe. Even in the show, you had a vibe, and I maybe I derived it from the vibe that that you just kind of stumbled upon Hollywood, <laughs> um, is that? I mean, is that the the?
0: That's not like fully off, um, okay. but it's off. Because I, I I would be lying if I was like, yeah, man, just kind of like showed up here with my like Labrador root retriever over my shoulders and <laughs> got booked on something off Runyon Canyon hikes or whatever. Um, I moved to LA to like to write to be. I wanted to be like a movie writer. Um, and do that and then my buddies who i moved here with who are not in the business were like have you thought about doing improv like you're always clowning around like being annoying to us go be annoying for other people and i went to second city la how old how were you then i was 23
1: 23 okay so wait did you have let go let's go back a little bit did you have like regular college experience
0: yes well and let's go back even a little bit further to high to high school i did do the um there was like a, a student written performed sketch comedy show that was essentially SNL second city where I grew up outside Chicago, like that type of show. And I did that my freshman, sophomore and junior year. Um, oh, so
1: not even like, cause like if you look at, if I look at my history and, in know, in in almost like coming out of the closet way, I was in plays in like fifth and sixth grade yeah. or fourth and fifth grade. Right. And you go, Oh, I guess I did enjoy it, but I was so involved in sports right. that when you, when I, when I, if you say how did you get into comedy i don't look at any of that right as right. like dictating it
0: yeah i mean like it might have been like a little like oh i've done that before so it's not a scary kind of thing but so speaking of sports my senior year <laughs> i'm i was like a dipshit student so uh i focused like 100 percent on swimming my senior year
1: Ooh, what was your stroke
0: uh sprint freestyle and oh, a little, little bit of me butterfly t- me too me right. too and uh got into a good school and kind of like left performing behind right and then in college in my spare time started watching a ton of movies, writing movies, like bad scripts, you know, yeah. but doing it. Um and so what I Who mean, was the
1: inspiration that got you into that? Cause I know I remember we all saw swingers in college sure. and we were like, all right, we're gonna write a script.
0: Yeah, mine was um I had seen Bottle Rocket, but Rushmore was the one where I was like, there's such a an authorship to it, you know, yeah. there's such a voice to it that you're like what's up with this movie? And then you go, oh, this is the guy who did Bottle Rocket? He was 26 when they made that? Like, whoa, I'm I'm 22 or whatever. Like, let's fucking see what this is about. Um, so my first scripts were all basically like dark comedies or like twee kind of blazer-wearing comedies of like relationships and stuff. Yeah. And then when I moved to LA, it was just like Will Ferrell sports comedies so I was like, oh, I'm gonna switch gears here and like wrote some bad movie called Daytona '86 about like a quarterback whose cheerleader girlfriend like goes down to spring break and he's got to like swoop in before his rival quarterback. Like anyway, um, like I, you know, I just was like, this is what people are buying, so I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um, but wasn't meeting people because as a writer, you're just like just writing. You're alone. Um, so my homies were like. Go do improv, dude. Like you should get up or do stand up. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about stand up, but I'll do improv. Uh, met Adam Devine and was like, can I write a show for you to star in right off the bat? Like after two classes together, we yeah. were just like, let's let's do this. Um, and then he was like, well, I got buddies that down in uh, Orange Coast Community College where he went. Blake and Kyle. Kyle's a filmmaker. He's editing. Uh, Blake's really funny. We should start.
1: And what year is this? Because there's a year where editing becomes there where if you could edit yeah it, it's almost like knowing how to sew right. and going out into the fucking into the, the gold rush times right. and you're like oh i can repair tents yeah that's a valuable fucking lesson kyle
0: knew how to do all that on like um what, final, cut. final cut i think he knew both avid yeah. and final cut um because he was here at the la film school where he later would be teaching um, but so we were filming stuff and then like emailing it to friends because YouTube had not dropped yet. Right. This is pre-YouTube. This is 2004 or five. Yeah. Um, and we're doing live sketch. So you're um, shooting stuff
1: on DV tape. Exactly. That's but like, this, this is important because, uh, and I, it, this is the shit that for me is the Malcolm Gladwell esque of it. Right. Is that. At the time I remember shooting shorts at the same time with my buddies yeah. on DV. We were using a Canon GL1 and shooting cool shorts that we thought were funny yeah. and giving them to management, giving them to agents and them saying, "So so what now? Right. Like what do you want me to do with this?" Right. And you're sitting there going, "But I've got products, I like Yeah. It wasn't the Proof point of concept. wasn't the point me coming out here to make shit. Yeah. Was that, because literally in this yeah. business, you people were moving out here to just Take walks at Runyon and hope to get discovered. Yeah. And so you guys take it upon yourself to make this email it to friends.
0: Mm-hmm. That's all we were doing. Emailing to friends um, and then doing live, live sketch shows. And that was kind of just like begging your local friends to come again. Like, Hey man, free beer, please just like show up. Um, Cause we were, it was really just us getting reps, you know, and like cutting our teeth and like uh-huh. performing and finding out our dynamic also, which I think was very important uh as people later found out on workaholics. But after five years of doing that, YouTube then coming out and us trying to go like viral and like get on that front comedy page, which was never happened. Um somebody had seen these like office sketches that we had done and was like, hey, can from Comedy Central and emailed us and was like, do you guys want to come in and pitch? Like we'd just love to meet you guys and see what you're all about. Um and then they were like, can you turn the office stuff into a show? And uh, we wrote the pilot, and that's crazy. I I
1: assumed, I assumed it was one of those things where it's like, you guys just made the pilot. It's interesting. The the, like you you want to applaud that executive Comedy Central for having the insight to be like you guys. Shout
0: out Walt Newman, who wasn't even an executive. I think he might have even just been an assistant at the time, who brought us into his boss, who then that boss brought us into his boss, kind of thing.
1: That's fucking insane. Yeah,
0: I could be wrong, but I think he might have been. That's. Yeah. Uh, so like, long story short, that's how I got into performing more. Uh, I had done it, but was like not going to do it. And then was like, well, this is fun and pays better. Uh, not that we were making any money, but I was like, okay, this is. No one's flagging me being like, hey, maybe like you're not in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Until later. Because
1: well, Blake. Because Adam is Adam is uh, Adam is a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Blake is undeniable because he's got this. He looks the character that you want him to be. Yeah. And and then you rolled in and I and like I said, I think everyone was like, he's he's good looking. He just feels like you. You had a real like uh, not to go back to Bottle Rocket, but like an Owen wilson Wilsonness about you of just kind of cruising through scenes, making you laugh. Like I like, like that that's
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, it, it's, it's interesting because when you, you play the straight guy, mostly like you got to find ways to be funny, but not, um, step on the toes of Adam. Who's like going to go big, going to be hard. And the contrast of you not also being big usually is what can prop him up more.
1: Were you aware of that?
0: Yeah. You know, just from watching like spies like us or like movies growing up where you see like you know the tall guy and the short guy kind of combos or like that movie neighbors with dan Aykroyd yeah, and of course john belushi um where they they switched and you're like this is still funny but i don't know if it works as well
1: yeah, it would have been a lot better the other way around. you
0: know um but yeah so like just as a writer going like Going like, um, I know what the scene needs to be, as opposed to two performers being
1: like, I'm about to win this. So then how 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 did you guys go about writing that show? And I say this because it was such a different, it was so irreverent, so funny, but so, it seemed like it was so your thumbprints. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and it was. And so how did you guys go about writing it and how much pushback did you get from the network? Did you guys have an insight of like, we need a we need a, a Blake moment. We need an Adam moment. Do, yeah. So
0: like um I had written a bunch of like specs, right? I'd written like an office spec, a curb spec back when you had to write like other shows and yeah. stuff. Uh, Always Sunny, How I Met Your Mother. By the way, I wrote an Always Sunny spec. And like I just gotten an agent. And he was like, write a new spec. I like your office bone, but we need we need another one. I wrote an off uh Sunny spec and he's like, I don't know what this show is. And I go, I know it's, it's new. It's very funny. Yeah. Like it's going to be huge. And he's like, people probably aren't watching it though. So right at how I met your mother. And I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) But anyway, uh, I could do a whole podcast on advice you get from agents that you just go,
0: what are you going to do? And I'm 24 or five at this point. And I go, okay. Yeah. Um, but so as for us writing, I'm the one with the writing background, and those guys have the ideas. So we'll sit around and be like, it'd be funny if we did this. Or like, what about if the guys went here, had this conflict, you know? And then I kind of put it into the formula. Um, and I wrote the pilot um, with the guys, you know? Yeah. Um, And then when the show came, when we got picked up after filming like a $50,000 pilot that then they go, okay, cool. You guys can actually make an episode of television. We're going to give you 10 episodes. Um, Ten
1: episodes of fifty thousand dollars an episode?
0: No, the fifty thousand dollar was like the Some proof pilot. of concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made to reshoot the pilot. Uh, our budget was like 650, six, uh six hundred fifty thousand. By the way, this is
1: the shit that fascinates me. This is the shit that fascinates me, especially for scripted, yeah. single camera scripted, is how much budgets are because we were making we were making Travel Channel episodes for mm-hmm. roughly the same budget, maybe a little less per episode. Yeah, and they and when you look at the amount of Equipment we didn't use right it's fucking fascinating
0: yeah yeah it's weird because then you go to like a big time set and you're like
1: because you've done a you've done you've done a lot like you've done a lot of shit now now yeah from what from where you were there yeah i mean probably in in the most i mean look obviously adam's doing huge movies yeah but you have probably branched out and done the most amount of shit if that makes sense like
0: As, as i just gargle into your microphone um yeah I mean yeah I've been lucky to do a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh it's been great and like I owe everything to people seeing workaholics, you know. It, I mean I
1: can't say that enough on how fucking good it was. Yeah, thanks. It was so fucking good. But um so so what like, I'm dying to know, don't have to tell me but I'm dying to know what's the money like talent wise if you're doing 650 an episode? Let me just I'll just throw a number out. Yeah. Uh I know you could get paid I'm guessing under 10 thousand an episode no more yeah nice okay yeah, yeah, okay yeah. season one under 20.
0: okay but yeah. Well,
1: yeah but yeah yeah
0: but it was but season two over 20 I think
1: has to be yeah so has it has to was, be well we
0: we didn't renegotiate we ended up renegotiating but like our first deal was under 20 just over 20 or maybe at 20 and then season three was over 20 but I think we renegotiated. After season two. So,
1: so, um. Let's just
0: say I got a Volvo <laughs> S60 brand new, the one in the showroom, uh, right after they were like, we're picking you up for season two. Oh, for real? Yeah. My wife went away for the weekend and then I came back and picked her up at the airport in a brand new car and she was like, what are we doing here? What's happening? <laughs> Is the show a hit? Is, Cause it hadn't even aired. Um, they had just picked us up to, they were like, we like what we see. You guys can start writing season two. It's gonna be a go. And I was like, "Let's ball. Let's do
1: this." Wait, are you? Are you? Are you? You don't seem a fancy guy. I like your watch. Thank you. You don't seem a fancy guy, but are like, are you like? Because if my my best friend yeah. is a very fancy guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. V- expensive watches, expensive cars, sure. uh million dollar houses. Like, right. just a, he's a baller. He's right. a baller. Right. By the way, two two of my best friends are legit ballers and they like saying they're ballers and they you your ballers yeah
0: that's cool yeah
1: i'm well <laughs> oh, they're, <laughs> they're fucking the two of the richest people i know
0: So each their own
1: yeah but i'm not a baller and i get uncomfortable spending money
0: yeah um yeah i mean i'm not like flagrant i'm not wild but like yeah i indulge and i'm not um i'm not a baller like i drink i'm like a f- walking contradiction you know sure i got this watch but i also Basically, only drink light beer. You really? know what I mean. Like that's what I keep in the house, yeah. and uh, I go to Rick's Drive-In and get burgers in
1: Silver Lake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you have that metabolism. I, I'm
0: trying, dude. I'm trying. <laughs>
1: um But yeah, I don't. I'm not like. Do you? Do you have a do, uh, like a like shoes? Um, I
0: collect New Balances, but so really, that's yeah. So I'm not like a Jordan guy. Yeah. But I definitely have some like dumbass expensive New Balances that nobody has.
1: Really? That kind of thing, yeah. Cause uh Divine's a fucking shoe guy. Divine is? Yeah, well he was. When I back so I've, I've I've known Adam in like three different iterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good luck charm for me for a very long time. Yeah. same. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just make that clear. <laughs> very good luck to be around. Thank God that kid got hit by a car. Oh my god. Should I tell you by-
0: guys he got- it was me. I set the whole thing in
1: motion. He got hit by a cement truck. He's told the story, right? Yeah. He told me about my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's his, it's his origin story. You know,
0: it's like why he's Wolverine,
1: but he, uh, he, um, and I think that, you know, those things, they change you for the rest of your life and they send you in different directions. And, and cause he, he was a good luck charm for me. Every time we would do a new season of my travel channel show, we'd see him shoot it. When we were shooting our first episode, Mm -hmm. we ran into him in, uh, New Orleans. I think he was shooting a movie and Blake was with him. Yep. Yeah. And we ended up partying with him and Blake. Yeah. And then uh, and then we saw him again at a shoe store. He was buying shoes with his girlfriend, I think his wife now, maybe. Uh-huh. And he was like, Yeah, I'm a sneaker, a little bit of a sneaker guy. I'm going, yeah. they got these new drops. And I was like, never bought a sneaker in my life. Yeah. I'm a flip-flop guy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Although I have sneakers now.
0: I was a flip-flop guy, and then I got some money. Um, oh, no, when I was hold like,
1: on, <laughs> I am a legit, I have my own flip-flop. I am a legit oh, flip-flop guy. That's real. You're like
0: coming to America like the man has his
1: own money.
0: <laughs> um I love that. Yeah. I, but when I was like, a, I was an assistant, like a writer's assistant on the show Bones and like year round coming from Chicago, I just wore flip-flops and everyone's like, do you own shoes? And I'm like, I'm in California now, man. Yeah. Where, I, you don't need them, you know? And then they would get pretty raggedy and funky.
1: Rainbows usually. Uh, Rainbows a great flip-flop. Yeah. Rainbows a great flip-flop. It's probably the
0: second best.
1: No, well, I mean, the, look, I, I will tell you this. The the Freewater Dylan flip-flop, my mm-hmm. flip-flop, is the number one flip-flop you can ever wear. It was the most comfortable flip-flop. Yeah. It's, it never wears out. I've had these yeah. forever, and the the sole's still there. Nice. But Rainbow, a great fucking flip-flop. Yeah. Can't wear they are too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. They they give me feet problems at the end of the day because I feel like I'm carrying things around. Right, right. Um, But Rainbow's a legit, Yeah, legit, that's the go-to flip-flop for everyone, for most yeah. people. Yeah.
0: I mean, I felt like it was like my, I'm in California now. I'm, because I'm, I didn't even know about rainbows. Really? But we just had like Adidas slides,
1: right? Oh, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Sorry. But here's, <laughs> no. but here's why. Where'd you grow up? Florida. That, that Like right. if you rolled in in Adidas slides, we're like, oh, cool. Where are you from? Boston?
0: Right. So here's why you wear Adidas slides because you wear socks. So they're like your house shoes. Mm-hmm. Or when you get to school, you'd kick your boots off that are covered in snow. And you would just have some Adidas slides in your locker. For real? Yeah. So it's like a lifestyle utilitarian type thing. That's kind of cool. That's it. You could wear slides in school? Yeah. That was like a huge move in winter at my high school. And like you try and like find some like obscure color of the Adidas slides. But they usually had to be the Adidas ones.
1: A Catholic, boys Catholic high school? No. Just a regular high school? Co-ed public high school. Just like just like Ferris Bueller? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes
0: um yeah so that's that's that was the go-to for that's a long not time. bad at
1: all if, if i had done that in high school i'd be a slide guy but slides right. for us were not that was not what you wore you wore through the toe flip-flops right uh you never wore socks with anything It was for Florida, sure obviously for sure, yeah and if you saw someone who wore sneakers on the beach you were like where the fuck are they from yeah that's tough
0: because you don't even want to be that guy anyway even even carrying them on the yeah. beach they're like,
1: okay. <laughs> all right no come on it's fine that's no, fine just carry them if you want a good cigar you should go to a good cigar shop if you want the best premium cigars and cigar accessories at the lowest prices you've got to go to famous smoke shop famous smoke shop is currently in their 83rd year of business i think that's as long as cigars have been around in this country and is the largest american-owned online cigar business in the u.s famous smoke offers authentic cigar shop experience which includes decades worth of cigar knowledge and a huge selection of premium cigars and low prices every cigar enthusiast loves famous smoke shop is offering huge deals on a wide variety of cigars choose from over a thousand different brands from highly rated classics to everyday smokes including including romeo y Julieta, monte cristo acid macanudo or arturo and fuente Uh, famous smoke shop has cigars for every budget and every level of experience from beginners to people like Joe Rogan who are cigar aficionados. Do you know he was on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine? Oh really? That is a that is a life goal of mine. Every purchase <laughs> is backed by the 30-day Famous Fresh Guarantee. So you know the cigars you will get will be shipped fast and ready to smoke. Quality is guaranteed. I absolutely love buying from them because you know that the cigars you get will come in fresh, moist, great draws, uh and and they're and and quite honestly, you, I, you can keep them that way for a while. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Go to famous-smoke.com and use the promo code BERT to save $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. Explore their wide range of fresh cigars and accessories by going to famous-smoke.com. Get your favorite cigars or cigar gifts delivered straight to your door by going to famous-smoke.com and enter the code BERT. Remember to use the code Burt For $20 off your purchase of $100 or more at famous-smoke.com. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath, and I noticed I have beautiful balls. I wonder if they meant for it to be that sing-songy. Here's the deal. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with their all-new ultra-premium collection. The all-in-one hygiene skincare and hair bundle designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, balls, hair, they all deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIRD. Here's how it works. Step one, lather on the cologne-infused premium ultra body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling fresh, clean, and moisturized all day. Step two, it's hair care time. Apply the two-in-one shampoo conditioner. It cleanses and nourishes in one step. Step three, hop out of the shower. Protect yourself from body odor by applying the Manscaped aluminum-free deodorant. Step four, have tattoos or dry skin? Then hit your body with some of that hydrating, moisture, moisturizing spray. Step five, apply the Manscaped lip balm. This body is so ready to be fucked. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> top to bottom and then last, but certainly not least, We're going to hit those balls and possibly that asshole with the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. It is waterproof. So you can bring it in the shower. It has skin safe technology. It has a light, everything you're going to love. This bundle is going to change your life. And I want all my listeners to live their best lives. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine
0: but yeah, that was, that was the lifestyle. But so the shoes thing, it's like, you know, I'm not the Jordan guy. Yeah. I'm not chasing the D or Jordans and all that. Well, it's Cause you,
1: it's came, cause you came out when you were your writer assistant world. Exactly. That is a hardcore. And I've been
0: wearing these, I've been wearing new Balance since high school. So it's, it's got a little bit of a, you know,
1: uh place in my heart. Yeah. What, what was the writer's assistant life? Like I've heard stories. I've heard horror stories.
0: Mine was it was pretty rad for me. I don't think I was very good at my job, <laughs> right? Like I'm not again. I'm not like studious. Um, but I had an internship when the show at the production company for Bones when it got picked up. And and Bones was uh Bones was David Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel solving crimes based on Emily
1: is that Zoe Deschanel's exactly Zoe Deschanel has a sister named Emily Deschanel. Yeah. Can you please pull her up? I bet she's gorgeous. Heard of her? I've never heard of her. Heard of her They're no. like you, no, the power
0: sisters of TV, Fox TV for a while.
1: No, I knew who the I I knew Zach Galifianakis was on a show with the with a girl that was like famous, but I don't remember. Wow, yeah, That's she kind of looks Bones. like her sister. They got I don't the, know what the same fuck Bones eyes. Is.
0: What's Bones? Bones is a procedural, and she her nickname was Bones, and she oh, was kind she of she was like, Bones. She was Bones.
1: Older sister, younger sister
0: Uh, um maybe older older? yeah yeah um and she would like solve crimes by being like i know about how bodies decompose and blah 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 and david boreanis was like the fbi agent who's like all right i guess i'm this weird girl shop chaperone but she's a genius so let's go solve this crime um and so a smart show a lot of technical stuff yeah, how the
1: fuck do you write you have to be a doctor to write on that or something
0: yeah they had a like um, a research assistant right who was pretty smart and would call ucla and be like is this possible like call professors who love being like
1: oh, i've talked to the person at bones do you know how fucking tedious that some of those professors would be i bet well actually yes but, actually here's the problem with where we're trying to do right i mean if you'd like to do it i can come down there but i'm like, gonna need
0: i gotta go um but so yeah the but it really comes down to story and then kind of like feathering in the details that make it unique to that episode
1: this is a horrific question but i have to ask it do the people that write on bones want to be on bones i don't mean that mean towards bones but go- going like yeah is there is there like a in the writer's world mm-hmm. is there like dude i just want to sell my own sick i want to make a seinfeld of or, course. Th- is, or yes. like L-
0: yes and the writer's room was filled with those people but you gotta, you know, take your licks, earn your earn your stripes. And the thing that was cool about Bones is it did have a kind of a fun sense of humor. Hart Hansen, who created it, is a hilarious guy. So it was like comedy interwoven with kind of like dark, gruesome murders and people being like uh telling, you know, guy walked into a bar joke over an open like cadaver type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. David um,
1: Borealis's uh angel.
0: Bore- yeah, Boreanis' angel, yeah and now he's on SWAT
1: he's been working dude do you have any good David Boreala
0: stories I don't he used to just call me big dog that was kind of cool because I I was at the writer's uh building yeah and so if I'd come to set for like some free lunch she'd be like oh what's up big dog because like clearly didn't know my name but I'm like as long as he knows my face yeah we're good to go um he
1: used to go he used to hang out at a bar I hung out at it was a really a restaurant but he would go there. W-
0: you treated it as a bar? I treated it as a bar. <laughs> There's food here.
1: <laughs> it was called uh, Yamashiro. It's mm-hmm. uh it's at the top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live next door to it, not next door, but just right up there at that in those hills. Awesome. And I could walk there and uh and I would go there and I'd have sushi every night. And uh my waitress's name was she was Asian, but her name was Risa, R-I-R-E-E-S-A. Mm-hmm but every time she introduced herself to anyone she would say hi my name's risa and they mm-hmm. go hi lisa oh, She'd right, go, no, right. it was brutal every fucking time and i she, i became really good friends with her yeah i, I knew them very well but david borealis used to am i saying i'm saying his name wrong borealis borealis yeah. used to go hang out there and i'd yeah. see him and i was just like did you ever were you ever enamored with hollywood like oh yeah i, I kind of thought oh hollywood, yeah Hollywood was really fucking cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Hollywood was very cool. I remember moving here and going to like Rodeo Drive and dipping into the Lacoste store and seeing Jason Schwartzman and just being like Who's Jason Schwartzman? From Rushmore. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Right. And I was
1: He's he's, uh, Rocky's wife's son or something. Royalty, right? Yeah.
0: And I was just like, I'm here. I'm amongst my people. I'm probably too close to him right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever have the vibe that like, you saw celebrities and you're like, that'll never be me. You, oh,
0: for sure. Yes. Uh, for, yes. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Cause like, some people I think can't come out here and they go like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He was, you know, he was out here for like a week. Yeah. He's like, I'll give myself a month. Yeah. And then he booked a part in a week and he was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, very, very yeah. regular Chicago or Iowa guy, right? Iowa guy. Yeah. Very regular. motherfucker. I think he's
0: a huge bears fan. He's a big
1: fun, bears fan, yeah. but that guy, uh, from i met him one time or hung out with him one time mm-hmm. this is like t- fucking 22 years ago yeah uh built his own deck at his house uh drank heineken's and wouldn't let people valet his car i was yeah. like that's fucking midwest yeah
0: that's that's hardcore he's doing it right
1: i was like can't build a deck don't drive and i fucking if i do i'm definitely pulling into valet
0: yeah you got a valet my wife doesn't like to valet though she's pretty like can't we just find a spot Uh-oh. and you're like um Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Drop me off at the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be hopping out and I'll just uh, save you a standing spot. Um, but yeah, it was, but seeing somebody, I was, I was talking with uh, Whitney Cummings the other day. I don't know who she is. And um, <laughs> when I met her very early in like 2004 at this dinner party with Jordan Rubin. You know Jordan Rubin? Yeah. Yeah. It's my guy since way back.
1: Oh, oh hold on. Okay. pin Okay. Pin. Earmark Jordan Rubin. Keep going.
0: Yeah. And meeting her, I was like, this girl's going to be famous. She was like so confident and so kind of like out there and like didn't give a fuck. And I was so kind of like, what do you do to as an adult? You know, and she was just kind of off the wall. And I was like, oh, she's going to be a fucking huge star.
1: I think everyone that met Whitney uh, definitely saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. That was was tracking pretty aggressively.
0: Here's a decent story I have about seeing somebody and going... That's a movie star. Um, so I worked at a place called Argentum where you would get your headshots printed.
1: Uh, it was hold on, I know Argentum. Mm-hmm. I know Argentum very well. It's over on uh, hold on. Don't tell me it's over. I, my old roommate was a headshot photographer, mm-hmm. and he had to drop off headshots at Argentum every evening yeah. so they could get processed for the next day. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, dudes working there were very fun and cool, and I I only worked there like three months, but like right off the bat, they're like. Hey man, uh, welcome to Argentum. I'm having a party this weekend. Come on through. So like, I barely know this guy, but I'm like, sure. And I go to his apartment in West Hollywood. I'm by myself kind of meeting people, whatever, having a good time, watching people play beer pong and kind of like, you know, feeling it out. And then this guy comes in the door and he's the hottest guy I've ever seen. And I was just like, the fuck is this? And then I turn around and I see a poster of him just in a t-shirt that was clearly my buddy who worked at the headshots place. He took the picture and like blew it up as like a joke. And there's like an autograph on it or whatever. And he comes in with these other guys who are not that handsome, but like the party machines. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, who is this dude and his rad fucking crew? And then probably Five months later, I'm reading like the front page of Variety and it's like, Marvel has found its Thor. And so I was at a party with Chris Hemsworth. No. When he had just moved and I asked my buddy, I go, who, who is, who's that guy? And he was like, "Uh, he's my buddy's friend. He just moved from Australia. He was like on the soap opera there and just moved here like a couple months ago. So. I saw Chris Hemsworth come into a house party and was like gonna jizz all over everybody instantly. He was a movie star. It
1: really? was crazy. Yeah. The I was I only had the, he is.
0: I think that red shirt, I think that might be the picture that they had on their wall.
1: That he's, looks like it. He's the kind of guy you can't fuck up his hair.
0: No, 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 you can't. Well, what's funny about uh, his brother, Liam, we had him on Workaholics. Yeah. And he was playing kind of like a douchey sales guy at this other sales branch. Is Liam an actor? Yes, Liam is on, um, he was in one of those franchise, like the, which movie? What is it? One of those uh, like young adult franchises. He was like one of the guys. Um, Hunger Games? Twilight? No, it's, I know what it is. But look at him. Dude's hot also uh, very handsome who is this guy oh yeah he's in hunger games but also yeah. so he was like the male hunger oh, I games know. I, yeah, yeah 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 so he comes on workaholics and he goes hey uh i think it'd be hilarious if we shaved my beard into like a goatee and slicked my hair back like real greasy looking and we're like yeah man fuck it let's do it and he does it and he comes out of the trailer and is like how fucking stupid do i look and we all look at him and we're like you look so good, like you have like the worst look, and yet somehow it's just like you look amazing. It was uh,
1: unflappable hairness. That is that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I but yeah, it sucks for me because all the people I met in Hollywood are all comics, and so you know right, right, you right. know that they're famous. Yeah, you kind of knew it when you saw them. You were like, oh, this guy's like. I remember for you know first meeting Kevin Hart and being like uh yeah. and being like this this kid's unstoppable. Yeah. I mean there's just something about Kevin that just was bouncy energy, very very positive, very right. fucking the sweetest guy in the world. And right. So I think for us it's always the ones where we're shocked that didn't make it. Yeah. Um I, I I was telling this I was telling this uh to someone else, I forget who. Um I met a kid so I wonder if our I wonder if our I wonder if our are things aligned? Like, meaning, if we have overlapping friends, mm-hmm. but I met this kid. It was that you've already heard this story, Halston. They were like, "Hey, my, our friend just moved out here, or he's out from New York. He's auditioning mm-hmm. for his here, here for pilot season, uh, and he's." Uh, we knew him. I think there was like a traveling uh, group of actors that would travel and act. Right. Uh, I forget what it was called. My buddy was in it. My buddy. Croy was a big guy in it, uh-huh. and um, and they're like, he was, you know, is it cool if we take him to lunch? And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, now, I'm, a, I'm at the time, I'm in a deal at Fox. I'm, I, I'm, I have like a sitcom lined up. I have a TV show, yeah, lined up. I've everything's like, I'm, I have like major heat, yeah. And I, and I'm a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, this guy came in and just wowed me, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Yeah, and I've never been around. A more charismatic, lovable, want to be his best friend type of guy, right? And it was Charlie Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Day. Yeah, fucking flipped me. I mean, I, He's I, the best. I was, and I met him that one time. Right. Probably, maybe I've seen him again or, at a party or something. I right. don't really remember.
0: But be- you still paint him. You still do. <laughs> I, little paintings of that day.
1: Yeah, I, I, that guy was fucking, just blew me away and and there was i met a couple of those guys in that time that all kind of went on to like you know Mm -hmm. some sort of success never i've never really met him i mean other than kevin you know yeah other than the what the movie stars i actually know you know i never really but man that fucking
0: i i have a weird not even a story it's just kind of a morsel of something but um i took some like auditioning class or more less improv and more like the business type acting class and that's where i met jordan rubin which is oh i want to get back still to keep hilarious going, keep going because why was he there um and they were like hey you know what like there was a guy who used to take classes here who you remind me of like i'm gonna give you his phone number i'm gonna tell him you're calling just give him a call and, and and ask him what this is before sunny and he's like his name's charlie charlie day uh and i go all right and i call charlie kind of out of nowhere there's no way he even remembers this i don't even think i've I've seen him a bunch since and I don't think I remember to even tell him this. But I was like, hey, like so-and-so told me to call you. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Well, so what's up? And I go, I don't know. He said, like, I remind you him of you and comedy and we should talk comedy. He's like, all right, yeah. Well.
1: That's so a that's a pretty accurate Charlie Day impression what very do, quickly.
0: What do you want to do with comedy? And I'm like, make it. And he goes, All right, well, you know, get out there and make it. <laughs> and it, that was it and i was like yeah what was this phone call gonna be like a like fucking connection of souls i guess not
1: jordan rubin jordan rubin is one of the more interesting people uh yeah i remember i have a jordan rubin story i hope he's cool with me sharing that i that is was an example of the difference between me and the new york comics so i moved to mm-hmm. new york Ninety, I don't know, whatever, fucking, whatever. Jordan was from there. Florida. From Florida, yeah. from Tallahassee. I moved to New York. Yeah, uh, to start stand up. I did it one time in Florida. It was like, I pretty much got this locked. I'll just go to New York and start working. <laughs> right. So I'm
0: here. <laughs> uh, I really was
1: oblivious to how this business worked <laughs> right. entirely. Right. Um. Thank God. Thank God. I I had no clue because I yeah. would have never done it. Right. Uh. And so I'm. I go to a, Jordan Rubin is, just. The coolest dude without trying at all. Mm-hmm. And I meet him, and he's very sweet. He's very nice. Right. Uh, very generous. Like, yeah. uh, hey, man. Uh, like, inquisitive, like, curious about you. Like, he was just a very nice guy. And so yeah. he says, you know, uh, you know, I'm having a party. He lived in this great fucking loft in Soho. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, I'm having this party. You know, would you like to? As I'm talking to him, Simon Rex walks up right and simon rex and they're later yeah yeah and he's like hey what's up and so he's like do you want to come to this party i'm throwing a party and i said yeah and i, and I was like i is it cool if i bring some chicks and he's like of course they are florida <laughs> state they're florida state chicks right? right right now we we ran at a different pace than everyone else did at florida state yeah i didn't i was unaware of that i thought we were the slow ones right and so we go to the party and i and we're having fun and i'm and i'm with these four girls and i said to jordan i go hey man is it cool if we go to your room to go get a high yeah and he's like yeah of course yeah so we start walking in and we don't realize Jordan's walking in behind us. And mm-hmm. one of the girls takes his mirror off the wall and he goes, the fuck are you doing? And we're right. like, we're getting high. Right. And he goes, all oh, right, I thought you guys, you guys are doing coke. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah. Right. He's like, I thought you're smoking weed. I go, dude, I, I would never <laughs> go into your bedroom to smoke weed. I just i right. smoke, smoke weed in your house. Right. I'd go outside, step outside your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. We're trying and to it,
0: establish a designated coke room here.
1: I felt like I fucked up my career so bad because I was like, here I am like the new kid from florida Mm -hmm. going into what jordan was maybe not where where he'd end up he was established comedian as he was getting spots everywhere good friends with jeff ross friends with chappelle friends with everyone knew everyone in at all the clubs and here i am doing coke in his bedroom and i'm like off the mirror
0: that you took off we took the mirror off this fucking wall and he was
1: like and and then but you're already i mean we've already i'm with fucking uh Two, one girl who ended up becoming a legit fucking model yeah moves uh, within weeks of her of doing coke with us right and another girl i won't say her name because you can find out who she is yeah but i'll i'll show you and be like all dimes yeah 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 yeah. and i was like fuck i did coke and i was like i felt so depressed so i was like as i'm about to do it i'm like i'm ruining my career right now i'm right. up here for a month and i'm doing coke in a comedian's house and they did coke and i was like that's ah, fine yeah it's all gonna work out I
0: remember from moving, uh, cause I went to university of Wisconsin mm-hmm. also like we throw down and moving to LA and then going, we were drinking like um, vodka on the rocks out of like pint glasses in college senior year. Yeah. And then we moved to LA and we ordered that at some bar and the guy just goes, uh, no. <laughs> and we're like, well, what I mean, what, what, it doesn't matter. Like what it costs. I like, it's fine. The guy goes, I'm not pouring you vodka into a pint glass on the rocks. <laughs> And we were just like, okay, then like we'll just take three drinks each. Uh, like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, it's, we're just trying to throw down. And then we realized in LA, which is different than New York, because New York they throw down. Yeah, LA like people are they're here performing at night as well. They're just like they don't want to get too hammered because they don't want to be like seen by the wrong people, like you were worried about. But like, I love that you went in hard. and You just did your thing.
1: Oh, I I I, I then that was the end of me hanging out with white comics. And then I just hung out with black comics because all black comics partied. Yeah, And like, and I was just like, I was like, I was like, you know, another thing about black comics, which I, you know, I'm guilty of the uh, exact opposite, but they didn't, there was no, like, they didn't talk dirt about their dirt. They didn't, you could do coke with black comic and no one fucking knew they even did coke. Right, right. And so that was like the other cool thing is I was like, if I'm going to party, I'll just- That's white privilege, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's why people have been like,
0: I do cocaine,
1: everyone. <laughs> you want to know why Privoz doing coke? Do you have you ever done coke? I haven't. Oh, for real? Yeah. Should we do it? Should we line it up? Uh, I don't have it. I
0: haven't. I just am like, I feel like I'd be a nightmare on cocaine. Oh no, you're not. You're so good.
1: You're so much better than yourself. I. You're so. You're, doubt. <laughs> you're so much better than yourself. Uh, this was the. This is the difference between. Uh, this is why is doing cocaine. When uh-huh. you do cocaine with a black guy, uh, inevitably and this is my experience i'm just speaking from my experience and I, 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 what if i got canceled for this i was like okay for this not all black guys who do coke do it this way right but they always do it a uh, key bump <laughs> uh-huh. or like a little bit of on the, on their finger sure. or a key or a corner of a matchbox was mostly how they i did it with that corner of a match like a flip one the like a match like a flip match thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah they yeah, pull yeah, out yeah. the corner and little, yeah 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 little bumps right so one night I have a couple of very uh, a couple of black comics at my house. Yeah, I lived across the street from the uh, comedy cellar mm-hmm. at the time, and we get the coke and I dump it upside down on the table, and I go to cut a line and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's all our coke." And I went, "Huh?" Mm-hmm. And they're like you just dumped out all our coke, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, we're all gonna do a line." And they're like, "That's expensive." I was right, like, yeah, "I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my dad's paying for it, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's white privilege with right. coke." Yeah. So yeah. wait, what drugs did you do? Did you smoke weed a, mm-hmm. a
0: bunch? It's just been weed, really. Yeah, I not mean, I, not mushrooms or never did mushrooms. Uh, I had a lot of my my like when I was thirteen, fourteen. I guess I started. I did. I smoked weed when I was like thirteen. I guess like whatever the summer is before eighth grade, started smoking weed, but not like I was thirteen constantly. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, then I had friends who just like took the express elevator straight to acid and did that all summer before freshman year of high school and then they like kind of disappeared left school that kind of thing so I was like I don't know if I want to get into this stuff uh so I just never did I skipped that train and now it's part of my personality that I don't um
1: (laughs) no I'm, I'm not I'm not a big I've done psychedelics but I'm not a big let's just see what happens with my brain guy
0: yeah, I don't know. We got one right, and yeah. that's it. Um but I I look, I'm like I'm curious when I read about a Steve Jobs type or somebody like that who's like, "Yo, this is a cool way to open your mind and like see yourself from a different perspective and make some sort of changes or whatever." I don't know if
1: I'd like it. I don't want to
0: make any changes though.
1: I like the way I am right now.
0: Yeah, I'm fine, right?
1: I wonder what acid would do to me. Like now if I took acid or mushrooms, I wonder what right Because I took, anything I took was at a time when you would, when you were wanting to change and be different and be artistic. And I wanted to be the guy that I am today. So I took them then thinking I could be more creative. Right. And now that I'm here, I wonder, I mean, I know I would just circle into death. I'm just, I, I obsess about death.
0: But there were also like no stakes back then when you're like, yeah, sure. I'll try that. Right. But now if you're like, well, um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down to Peru and like do ayahuasca and like make it this thing. Then it becomes a whole other, whatever. Right. And like, yeah. I'm not interested in that.
1: No, I, I would be interested in getting rid of my fear of death. That, that's my one aspect of doing mushrooms. Good luck. It, I mean, it's an, I hate it.
0: I think about it all the time. Cause I got, I got three kids and I'm just like, you have
1: three kids. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. 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 You have three children
0: now. Yeah. Just had just had one a few months ago.
1: For real, mm-hmm. quarantine baby.
0: Yeah, I guess technically. Oh, yeah. but I mean, it, yeah, yeah. How
1: right. old's your oldest?
0: Eight, 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 four zero. Um, but so when you have yeah, kids, that's right, that's normal. And you, you started start... at thirty two.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. That's when I started. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you like see your parents now as grandparents around the kids, and then you just go, "Oh, the circle of life's it's this big, and it's it's short."
1: you know are your parents I mean? in good health
0: uh they're just older you hold, know hold. uh my dad's just, just turned 79 my mom's 75
1: my, my parents are older and like they get out of cars a little slower oh
0: my i'm like dad i got you like i'm getting him out of the car oh, yeah 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 um so you just kind of see that like shuffle walk and you're like oh boy that's coming right around the corner you know it's,
1: it's less for you quicker for me once 40 is a fun 40 I liked 40 mm-hmm. um I was probably in my franchise player years 40 meaning physically I I could still I was still super athletic yeah uh meaning I could pick up tomorrow and at this age now I've noticed I'm getting hurt yeah quicker for the first time in my life what was your sport uh baseball was my sport playing growing up but I was I was a swimmer mm-hmm. uh it, I was a swimmer enough you know in high school but in just for a couple of years but enough that when I did a triathlon I, I got a coach cool yeah and he goes uh let me see a swim and right. I was like oh I can swim and they're was, always scared of that yeah and he's like well there's people that can swim and then there's people who know how to swim right and I was like oh I know how to swim yeah he's like let me see it and I swam and he's like okay you're good you have yeah. no problem yeah um but but I, I could pick up I was su- always surprisingly athletic mm-hmm. meaning like coordinated anything i did I, I picked it up very quickly yeah, and yeah. i could get, I could excel very quickly right. um the and, and it was and because i partied and i was a bigger guy yeah. people were always shocked at it right right and then now i'm like i took batting practice with the minor league team the other day and i was yeah. like i was like i, I hurt my stomach <sighs> like the like, twists yeah i, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. man what the fuck's going on with me yeah and i can't get i i can't get in front of it now it's like i've gained weight And I'm having a real hard time getting in front of it because my lifestyle is just a freight train Mm -hmm. and I cannot, I can't slow it down.
0: You know what you got to do? I just did this uh, for this movie I was doing a a month ago. Um, You stop eating. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, I go, uh, this month I'm done with lunch. And for breakfast, I think I was eating like instant oatmeal, right? And then dinner, I'd eat whatever. Um, And then I was like swimming an hour a day and doing any other kind of cardio or weightlifting for another hour five days five days a week
1: see but you like when you do a movie you want to look good
0: that was for this because in this movie i was playing a movie star and i was like
1: really what was the movie
0: all right uh it was this movie called um at midnights for paramount plus it's coming out you know in a year or something like that but we were down in mexico and in the movie i play like this douchey kind of superhero movie star guy
1: yeah so you got jacked
0: I didn't get jacked, but I got like, I dropped like 15 pounds, right?
1: Which is, which on you, what are you?
0: I'm like 190 usually. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I like to be around 187 because that's like a cool rap reference. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Or murder reference, I should say. Um, But uh, yeah, I got down to like 180 and felt good, felt light. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you wake up in a morning and you're like, I feel lighter than the day before. I felt that. Yeah.
1: And so fucking.
0: We got to get you back in the pool, dude. I'm on uh, a team. I can't
1: I can't I can't I can't swim anymore. I'll get you. I almost
0: drowned. You hold on to my feet. I pull you just for the first couple of days, <laughs> get you acclimated. Then one day, you pull me.
1: I was running down, what I would do is I'd run from my house. It was a 3-mile run to the pool on uh, just off Riverside. No, mm-hmm. just off Yeah, just off Riverside. There's a pool down that way. Yeah. And then um it's my old house if anyone's trying to figure out where I live now. And then i would swim i would swim you're getting doxxed i would swim i I got doxxed that's why we're here Uh, circle back fucking
0: that's why we're here in arizona
1: yeah thank you and then i would do uh, oh no i'm sorry i'd bike down i'd bike down Mm -hmm. uh which was a three mile bike i would then swim i i can't remember i think half a mile swim half a mile run three miles Mm mm-hmm Uh, get back on my bike and and ride back three miles that's awesome that was my workout and i loved it i loved it the run was always a fucking beast yeah middle of the day but uh early in the morning okay but but just late enough that all the pool people had left yep because there's a period where they still have the ropes up but all the pool people are all the real swimmers are gone right pool people they've they've fucking people in there that just yeah. Like they swim the pace of a fucking snail. Yeah. But they swim forever. They don't stop. Yeah. Just the fucking. Cha-da, cha-da. Yeah. Have you ever done a triathlon? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did a I did a couple like right out of college or even when I was in college. Um you
1: think about doing the Malibu one?
0: I've thought about it. I just got a bike. Um, so yeah, maybe. Um yeah, maybe. I never cycle though. I, I run and I swim. And I guess I could just hop on the Peloton and then just take my bike up in the mountains a few times and be ready to go. Well, I think I biking,
1: and not to be disrespectful to to all the bikers out there, but, it, you know, it's pretty much, if you did it before, you can do it again. Yeah. It's just going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. very painful. I rode yeah. a bike from Philly to Atlantic City. Yeah. And just on a lark. Yeah. Like, they, they were doing this thing. And you I was lost
0: like, your car. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. I did it with other people. Fuck, <laughs> so, dude. I'll meet you there.
0: Um... Yeah, but the, the, the bike is where you can make up all the time. Like, the bummer about being a fast swimmer is it's like, congratulations, you just destroyed the field. You're ahead by 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. You know, the bike, you can gain, like, 10 minutes on people. The run, you know, five or so.
1: I almost drowned when I did the triathlon because... Out here? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was swimming at the front of the pack, and I didn't. I didn't realize... I just was swimming faster than everyone else. A lot of adrenaline. Right. and 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 i think that was primarily what it was right and then i'm looking around going like what's this fucking idiot doing on the side mm-hmm. like i remember there was a mountain and i saw the sun coming up over the mountain mm-hmm. and i was like this is fucking awesome yeah i was like i think i actually might win this thing yeah and four maybe four or five people in front of me yeah i'm, t- I'm t- touching the toes right of the guy in front of me yeah and then i went to do a move that i'd only, see, only seen on the internet for the turn i'd only seen it on the internet uh-huh and i did not i'd never tried it i just saw it on the internet one time yeah and the second i fucking went to do it everyone swam on top of me because yeah, yeah and i yeah, fucking yeah. almost drowned i literally yeah.
0: what so what you you swam out to one of those like floating triangle buoy it was, things? A, it was a
1: it was a like a three-point turn or oh whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah and uh boy i fucking
0: yeah and what is that that's like a 800 meter swim 26 mile bike and then a no, 10, no, 10k no, no, run. No, no,
1: no, no, no. This was no, this was I actually don't remember it to be zoo but it was a sprint triathlon. Okay. So, a half very, a
0: ha- probably half olympic.
1: It was a quarter mile swim, half a mile swim maybe. Yeah. Um uh probably
0: a 15k bike and then a f- five mile, 5k run. Yeah,
1: five, yeah. Maybe yeah. I I I really don't remember. I was very overweight. I did it for men's health. Yeah. And uh <laughs> generally not the magazine no pull up no p- you look how fucking disgusting i am pull up bert Kreischer, men's health and you'll you're gonna go wetsuit no wetsuit uh well let me let me tell you something they don't make double xl uh triathlon suits you're gonna see how fucking disgusting you i am. found your the cause calls. no no don't don't play this i don't need to watch the video just pull up the is picture. is that your coach that's actually that's me there we go that's fucking disgusting eh. Eh, you'd be shocked yeah by the way i'm skinnier there than i am now I bet you got the moves like Jagger. 2018. Dagger. Oh yeah, go! You can see the triathlon. Do they show the triathlon?
0: Who else was there? Did you network?
1: No. <laughs> this is me almost drowning. I know. I, I didn't speak right to a person. I'm 45 and older. There's only six guys in my age group, so I'm hoping to finish in the top six. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I literally swam so fast. Yeah to the thing where I'm like, all of a sudden I'm at the front. I just was like, can't fucking go anymore. You see me on my back? I was on my back. That's me finishing. All right. I don't need to see more of this. Yeah.
0: You're getting like anxiety from it.
1: Oh, fucking.
0: Yeah, triathlons are cool. I, I, for a while after college, at swimmers, you just get into them. Because like, we had to run for cross training anyway, so we were all like halfway there and then you just like get into it and it's kind of a fun way to stay in shape. But then like, The like biking and all the gear and all that shit. I was just like, I can't afford this. What am I? This is crazy. Oh, you know.
1: Um, Do you have? Do you? Is there any part of you that sees this? There's a trend of of guys like Jesse Switzer, Sitzer, or like these guys that do ultra marathons and do ultra swims. I know like Peter Atia does a swim from Maui. Is there any part of you that? Those people are losers. (laughs)
0: and here's why okay nobody asked for this and no one cares if you do it and if, if you're what i have clearly there's something broken
1: that's so funny i watched this guy jesse do the ultraman and i was like let me get beat up and i was no the, they none of them are like i mean no, no disrespect to yeah. any of them but for the most part none of them are like massively big dudes cameron haynes as he does ultras mm-hmm. but like I watched this guy Jesse do, he's married to the woman who invented Spanx. And okay. so he did this Ultraman. And he was in so much pain. Yeah. And so miserable. Yeah. That I was like. In
0: that marriage that he had to do <laughs> the ultra. <laughs> then, now now I'm gonna get beat
1: up. <laughs> no, but it was no. like, it was so interesting. Cause I was like, uh-huh. I was trying to look for I've done I did a marathon with no training at all. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely miserable i did it the only at, thing at what w-
0: point were you miserable like from like 12 on or like 16 on or like three? i felt great i felt
1: great at 13 i felt great yeah at 13 i was at the comedy store we were running past comedy store mm-hmm. and i was like great uh took it down la cienega mm-hmm. fucking awesome yeah awesome yeah jogged past barry's boot camp i was like right fucking downhill
0: yeah you went to lowry's had oh, a
1: bite it was out of this world the time when i was the 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 time when i was absolutely miserable was probably around mile 2022 oh yeah yeah on sepulveda yeah and i remember my thought was i don't even like driving on sepulveda Mm -hmm. like i won't you can't get me on sepulveda (laughs) and i'm here i am running on fucking sepulveda in the dirt part of sepulveda yeah down fucking down in between what century city in Santa like uh-huh. like bef- before after Santa Monica right Sepulveda. right right fucking miserable yeah and uh, and then I watched a woman shit her pants in front of me and like nice. a grown woman nice and I went and then people started falling off like zombies
0: hey I guess we're uh kind of like
1: linked now <laughs> what's your name she shut up and down her pants it went like up and down oh wow and That's- I went Hey, just want to <laughs> just want to
0: tell you, you shat both ways. I've never seen that before. Good luck. <laughs> it goes up and down. Fuck. So to so, so what then? So wait, but these guys, this guy who the Spanx guy, Jesse, ran, Jesse, Jesse Itzler. Itzler. Itzler, Itzler. I'm yeah. sorry. He, I mean, and it's a. By the way, I'm joking when I say they're losers. But like, what are you doing? But it is amazing what they're doing. There's no doubt that it's, it's a, amazing, amazing. It's
1: amazing, but it's 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 amazing but it's it's confusing to me because i watched i followed his journey now i'll talk business-wise since i always everything's a bit it it turns back to business for me sure if i'm looking to increase my followers and maybe tell a story to my followers on instagram or maybe build some content it's fucking captivating right i watched the entire thing right my whole people everyone on my crew watched it and in in a bit it's inspiring it's inspiring but there is a point where you're where he's so unhappy, so miserable. Right. He's not enjoying it and he's not sharing an enjoyable experience. No. Everything is, I, I think he, it's almost like he's got blinders onto what we're seeing because he was fucking unhappy mm-hmm. and he was hurting his body. Yeah. And I started thinking the most enjoyable part's gotta be the most enjoyable part of the marathon is me getting to tell you right now. I ran a marathon. That's right. it. Right, that's it. Is,
0: is that the bragging thing? rights or whatever?
1: I am shitting all over the country right now. Every state in any theater I take dumps, the one thing that is, is a the same everywhere is I don't. I have to use toilet paper. I am not a toilet paper user. And I got to be honest with you, my ass is fucking killing me. It wasn't until I got home this week. I've been on the road for one month that my ass feels right again. Thank you to Hello Tushy hello tushy if you don't know washes your bum with free with fresh water for a way better clean than just toilet paper if you got shit on your fingers would you just wipe it off with a napkin no you would take water to that problem and solve it there all you do simply spray pat dry not wipe which i've been having to do and i swear to god i think i have like a fissure on the side of my ass because of it uh It attaches to your existing toilet, no electrician or plumber needed, installs in less than eight minutes and cuts down on your toilet paper use by 80%, saving you money and paper waste. Make the restroom your best room and complete with the complete total total Tushy system, including the Tushy bidet attachment, ottoman and toilet brush. I just leave blown out toilets all over the world. I don't have my Tushy brush. And by the way, I don't have the Tushy ottoman. And and the other day I, I found myself knocking over a trash can That's how fucking sad my shits are these days. Hello, Tushy has cleaned over 1 million happy bums. Join them and take care of your business the cleaner way. I want all of my listeners to have clean bums. Visit hellotushy.com slash birdcast to get 10% off plus free shipping right now. Tag us when you can and Hello, Tushy on social media so we can celebrate a clean bum with you. So if you're taking a, a dump, take a picture of yourself with the spray and those beautiful eyes when it. Feels so great hitting your butt and tag us and hello tushy. That's hellotushicom slash birdcast for 10% off. The other day I was home and I wanted to take a nap. The best room to nap in in this room is the front, in this house is the front room. And it is because we have a Helix mattress in there. I went in to take a nap and I got in bed. And within five minutes, Leanne came in and got livid. She's like, You don't nap in this room. This is my room. Then we sat on that mattress. And complimented to each other how much we love that mattress. And if and when we are ever in the position to buy a beach house or mountain house or second house, how we would put Helix mattresses in every single room. Here's what I love about Helix. It takes two minutes to complete a quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress and just simply road test it in in a studio? That's what You know that's how you used to buy mattresses? You go to a huge place on a bunch of mattresses and a bunch of homeless people just laid in them and then you'd go lay in them and go, I kind of like it, not realizing thousands of people had also laid on that mattress. Everybody is unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattresses, models to choose from. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. They have mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, like my wife is going through menopause. Mattresses for great spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. They even have A Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the quiz. I was matched with the model that I wanted. Uh, I like a medium cooling mattress. Uh, It's perfect because I sleep on my side. And so for me, it was a little better. It kind of like allowed my body to align a little bit. It's funny on the bus, the one we have on the bus, I think because I've slept on this Helix mattress so much, my back and side are all jacked up. My whole left side because I sleep on my right side. And so this side's doing this because it's a little firmer. Anyway, if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz, order the mattress you want that you're matched to, and then the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't even have to go to a mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but don't take my word for it. They've been awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by GQ and Wired. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine and is a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Burt. Take their two-minute quiz, and they're going to match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your fucking life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you'll get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you're going to love it. Trust me. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners At helixsleep.com slash bird. But doesn't it go for everything?
0: Like when I see these competitive eaters, like everybody likes to eat, right? Yeah. Some people like to eat a lot. And that's kind of their thing. Like, hey, I'm the hot dog guy. My buddy had uh, three cheeseburgers yesterday. Yeah. Oh, cool. What a wild guy. These people are eating like 94 hot dogs in an hour or whatever. There's no way they like that either. No. And sometimes in show business, when I see somebody who's like, on everything and doing another show and then another show and then a radio, like I I go, well now you're not enjoying it. There's no way you're enjoying all of this. There's, there is a, so what is this? What is that thing that people are like, well, if I keep running more, it's better. Like there's, there's a tipping point.
1: So then do you, cause you've kind of lived a a little bit of, a I would, I'm going to say this is going to sound an insult. It's not, but a manicured career in that, you don't seem like a guy who's just done everything. Just like anything offered, you're like, I'll take it.
0: No, no, I yeah. I mean, yes, that is correct.
1: I'm sure there's things you've done where you were like, it's an offer. My agents are like, you you can't pass this up. For sure. But
0: um, but even some, I've been like, no. Like I just turned something down the other day that I'm gonna regret. Um, that was great in Christmas, a lot of a
1: Christmas movie. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. That's all I get pitched. Is
0: just all Christmas movies. I mean, shit you got to do at least one
1: that's what they say but yeah i'm gonna write my own christmas movie
0: now we're talking um and and is there a spot for me yeah okay I got great you, I got you. great 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 um but like yeah i just what what is that tipping point where like it's it's enough I mean like you 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 did it you know like
1: that is a good point because so to take it back to jesse itzler I think I'm doing with my career what he's doing with the Ultraman sometimes Mm -hmm. because I can't shut it off. I can't not think about this business, and I can't not think about comedy, and I can't not think about. Wow. And if you offer me. That's great. If you offer me me a a run of theaters, I'll take it because I love working. Yeah. Yeah. But with movies and, and television. And wait,
0: what do you love about it? I don't need to get like too deep on this, but no, like, it's good. It's a good. It's good. But you're too. saying like you're like I gotta work, and you gotta work because
1: I I think I'm depressed when I don't because because I feel like I'm just I, because I feel like there's a time clock on all of us, and you get a finite amount amount of time here, and if you don't use it wisely to right. to in this moment where you have a a dash of success, not everyone gets right. Not everyone gets all of it. You know, like I for mean, sure. we've seen. I've seen not. every, We'll use Adam as, a, as an example. Yeah, not everyone's going to get Adam's career. Right. Adam's got a really special career. Yeah. where he is kind of the go-to guy for just about every project. Yeah, Adam Divine's name comes up first. Yeah, and so and he's not even traditionally handsome, which we've covered, and not even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> All he has is a good head of hair and, and one and, and one dimple and one dimple, but for the most part, the most of us are just going to get a nice good run at it yeah and and you you get to steal some money from hollywood enough yeah. to hopefully retire yeah maybe maybe get cast as like the dad in a sitcom in 10 years <sighs> can't wait and then just and then that's when you take it easy i guess yeah. i don't know yeah. i i get depressed if I like i can't just i can't just uh take time off
0: but what do you but Time off from what? From working. But what's what is? But I guess like I mean I could obviously do this forever and ever. Just go from what 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 what. But like, you've got kids. Two. Spend that time with them instead.
1: They're almost done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess that's my. I'm lazy enough to the point where like, I get burned out on work and I go, oh yeah, where I'm like, because as a writer, you you're like you're in a room by yourself going like, is this funny? You're in a world. Then you come out of your office to your kitchen. You're like, what's going on out here? I don't know. Like you're just, you're, you're pulling your brain like that taffy machine, you know, like a saltwater taffy, just stretching it all day. And it gets kind of exhausting. And that's when I like to go to a set and do a movie. And then I get exhausted on set, waking up at fucking, the butt crack at dawn to go film for 12 hours all day as somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, I got to go fucking sit down in my office and just write my own ideas, you know? Yeah. So I, I try and ebb and flow that. And then between those things, um, but I don't, it's not seamless. It's not like, um, for lack of a better metaphor, uh, the human caterpillar, which is seamless. That is a mouth to a butthole and no poops getting out. Yeah. Okay. It's not that i got some wiggle room i'm gonna go fuck around for a week and not do anything except really? except eat burgers and um, milkshakes yeah anyway. i can't do that yeah
1: I, I definitely i can't take a i don't i i don't think i've i'm yeah i don't yeah. i can't take a week off yeah if i can't like we're taking we're going to europe at some point yeah this year me and my girls and i just was like uh and leanne's like no work right and i was like yeah of course right and then i was like but like our last day there, I can do a show, right? Because that's our last day.
0: Right. She's like, for your daughters, you can.
1: And she was like, <laughs> "You do an hour long for your daughters." She was like, "She was like, no, that's no, it's no work. It's no work for the whole trip." And so yeah. I, like, and we were on a conference call. My agent was like, "So when is this Europe trip? Because we're trying to book something else." And I was like, "Well, the Europe trip's flexible." She's like, "No, it's not." And I go, "No, I'm just saying that if you can get me into do, I want to, I want to perform in Greece, mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't mind doing a run." the Scandinavian runs are really awesome and yeah. s- and then end in Ireland yeah and then my wife's like did you just book an 11 day tour at the end of our vacation and I was mm-hmm. like well yeah but I'm getting ready for my special and I want to I can't just take all this fucking time right
0: off. and you're tapping into international audiences over there
1: well yeah I mean I uh, the doing international shows is a fucking blast there's so because why fun. uh they're fucking they're like most of the time they're like i can't believe you're here right yeah yeah, and so they're fucking through the roof that you're there and then they're like what are you doing in denmark right and you're like i you're fucking here that's why i came here is because you're here
0: and do you throw her like the hey this is like offsetting the vacation we just spent a ton of money on this trip and then guess what one show
1: there's no money to be made in europe
0: Uh it's not
1: it's not it's not a cash grab okay it's like the cash grabs here in the states right so i mean it's definitely not a cash grab over there okay so it's just for me it's just just getting to work man like i don't yeah, know yeah, I, yeah. I really love what i do i love stand-up comedy for sure i love podcasting like today is an extremely overwhelming day that leads into a very very hectic yeah. tomorrow yeah that leads into a tour right for three weeks straight
0: do you like uh high stress situations yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 all right i like to be i like to be I like to it's what is it, Devil Devil's Hands, Idols, uh, whatever. Yes, that yeah. thing. I know you're yeah, yeah. I like I like the I like the shutting <laughs> my brain off of of like I woke up this morning at four. I went and did press. I then wow came here, did a podcast immediately after that, and then uh went in, had lunch, took a took like an hour nap, came out, got this. I'll get on the treadmill after this. Yeah, uh have dinner with my girls, get on a plane tonight to New York, yeah, uh land at seven, podcast at twelve. Podcast at three podcast at seven show at eight um so for anybody who's watching this this is why
0: he's where he's at this no, is why you're no. huge because you've got a like the bandwidth for it and the energy for it which I, is yeah when you meet people who have energy in this town you go wow they could go far, but then they have to have the bandwidth as well. Uh-huh. And like that, I mean, you know, you just said all that stuff and you're like, and that's just a day. It's a big day, but it's a day. Other people would be like, I can't, I can't fucking do this.
1: So if you you got, you could, you definitely could. You definitely could. And you have, like when you're promoting a game, uh, what was the movie? game over man? Man. I love that movie, by the way. Thank you. I love that movie. Yeah. That was such a great fucking that once again, it was you guys doing you guys yeah and it and it worked so fucking well thanks man but um but when you guys do that when you go to do promote press for it yeah you know there's a there's a finite window where you get to promote a movie that you've worked really hard on oh yeah and i guarantee you, you guys put the fucking key in the ignition and go kind of <laughs> really i
0: will say i think adam is more attuned to the business i'm a little bit like i can't fucking believe we have to be here and blake's like i'm 45 minutes late <laughs> Like we have that. The whole story about us getting emailed from Comedy Central uh, about the original Workaholic show is that the email sat in our YouTube email box for maybe a month before we were like opened it up and we're like, what's this? Really? Like we're, we were always just kind of like, there was never like an eye on the prize aggressiveness to what we were doing with the exception of probably Adam who was doing standup and what we were doing, right? Um, which by the way explains why he's a mega star. Um, but like Blake's very selective and very low key and like Blake's very selective. doesn't need to like kill himself. He loves to work. It's not that he's lazy. He's a, he's a real workhorse, but like, um, he, he doesn't need to like fill his day up with the next thing to the bigger thing kind of stuff. Um, and I, I think he, he's very personal about his work and his projects and it's, it's more like um, what's now as opposed to like big picture kind of stuff. And I'm a little bit that same way. I have the idea of a big picture, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just going to watch March Madness, you know.
1: Wait, what's your big picture look like? D- right and direct?
0: Uh, Maybe direct. Yeah, I, I guess I'd like to direct. But like growing up, I was like watching Ghostbusters or Animal House or Rushmore or um, I'm going to get you sucker. And I was like, I want to make something like this yeah i want to make this i don't want to be eddie murphy i never wanted to be bill murray per se like i never saw myself as the guy i saw the product and was like this is the fucking coolest thing
1: that's what you wanted to make
0: yeah I was like i want to make tell stories um and now acting in stories is like a bonus right because it's just fun as fuck to like hopefully improvise on set with some people who are very funny and uh make up some dumb shit or like do a crazy stunt
1: you yeah. know like who have you worked with that you really like i, I i've only been in like one movie yeah and uh and it, i never wanted i never even thought i wanted to be an actor <clears throat> yeah if, if for a period but as we finished but america's spoken no no <laughs> america didn't speak at all oh boy. <laughs> but uh after when we got done the movie i i definitely walked away and i said there are uh, actors i would want to act with to see them work for sure like yeah, who's, yeah, who's yeah. someone you've at, worked with that you've been like like wow that was fucking pretty impressive that was fun that was interesting
0: yeah um I mean like as far as people guessing, I mean my homies like studying them watching them do their moves you know
1: was it cool to watch you guys all kind of get better and grow and get
0: yeah I mean I don't know if we I mean I think we got better and more like a well-oiled machine, but we'd been doing stuff for a long time already. So oh, yeah, we knew each other's moves. We knew where to like pick up where someone else dropped off kind of thing. So that was, it was fun to hear people go like, wow, you guys really have some chemistry worked out. And we're like, what really? All right, dude, like we're just st- stoked to be here yeah. having all these dads holding up booms for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But like, as far as working with somebody, like Ben Stiller came on to our set at workaholics for an episode and we wrote some like backyard wrestling episode for him to like be our landlord who then like goes ham on us and like slams us and shit. But he had this half page monologue that he had to read to the camera. Um, And we were like, fuck like, Hey man, like we're so stoked you're here. If you want, we can cut that down. He goes, I got it. And we're like, you, oh okay uh, then let's roll and he goes yeah let's go and he just fucking like hammered out this monologue that and and I was just like wow this dude's like I'm here I'm at work it's not just some little show that I'm gracing with my presence and like hey do you guys care if I fumble through this he like had it cold yeah. and I was impressed by that um, working with De Niro on the intern and Adam as well um, I saw that dude just like give himself to the director and do like whatever they said, like really? oh, go again. Okay, cool. And if we're doing like a bunch of takes and it got kind of like exhausting and you're like, man, I don't know how many more takes I can do. But then you just look at De Niro and he's like, all right, yeah, let's do another one. All right, cool. Really? And you go, all right, well fuck if he's doing it, like <laughs> I can do a bunch. God. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's improvisers that you're just blown away by. Um, I worked with Jason Manzukas. On uh, this movie called How to Be Single, and did some scenes with him, and I knew him already. Um, but God, he's just like super funny.
1: You Jason manzukas was in. Um, he was, was like, in House, House, House Money. Yes, House Money. Yeah, House
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Money. He was on the league every once in a while. Yeah. he's uh, great. Dude is just like got the energy. Yeah. you know, has like the thing where you're like point the camera at him more. Um, but yeah, who else? I mean, there's just a ton of people who. Uh, I've been lucky to to hang with and make some cool stuff.
1: And so, what what if you had to say a holy grail? And I and I wonder this based on where you grew up. A holy grail of comedies, mm-hmm. like five comedies that y- you're getting. You're okay. You're going in. You're go, you're going into surgery. Yeah. They're going to um, they're going to uh give you a nerve block for your entire body. So you're going to be paralyzed for for uh, roughly about. 10 hours, enough for five comedies to play.
0: Fully Cosby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Full Cosby. Got it. Full Cosby.
1: Uh-huh. What are your <laughs> this is
0: the second podcast I brought him up. I got to stop. <laughs> no, I but think it's okay. Book, great. I'm fully Cosby, yeah? It's okay.
1: <laughs> what is what are your five comedies that are like your holy grail?
0: Mhm. Um like part of my DNA is just um
1: it's Animal House. Okay. It's Ghostbusters. Um, Animal House is an interesting comedy because I don't think people understand. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, I know good, I have headsets good. on. No. But it's interesting because the real comedy is performed by um, uh, Otter. That's the guy. That's the, the He's the funniest one in the movie. Yeah. By the way, he's a big movie director or TV, TV director. Tim Matheson Tim is. Tim Matheson, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He, that is the funniest guy in that movie. Yeah. It is not John Belushi. He has a couple really great scenes. Right. But it's Otter. Keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Otter is somebody who I was like, oh, I could I feel like I could be an otter someday. Cause like Otter was like the guy who looks like the alpha betas or whatever, but like doesn't fit in with them and likes these guys who don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and I always kind of felt like, oh, i I I know when people look at me, they're like, okay you're at the alpha beta house and i have to be like actually i'm with the scumbags who uh you know somebody just died last week in the house you know yeah i, I feel like i'm that guy uh but yeah animal house was a movie i saw just way too young like when i was seven years old we had it on vhs and i would just my brothers would pop it in, and i'd be like what's this
1: oh really yeah yeah so you uh, said that you said fletch no, you, uh,
0: what did you say? I'm not a huge Fletch guy. Actually,
1: uh, I, th- I thought you'd be a Fletch guy because you are. I know you have a Fletch. I know you have a Chevy Chase in that movie sense to you.
0: I love Chevy. I, I'm a huge Chevy fan, but like, I don't know. Fletch never. I never got it. Like the voiceover. Ooh. I never understood. I think maybe I was too young.
1: I think it fucked me up in that I got it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my 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 white whale right is a. Is a Fletch, Big Lebowski, Inherent mm-hmm. Vice. Yeah, that's my big white whale of like. That's the if you said. I mean, my real honestly, I wanted to. Pl- I wanted to be in the reboot of Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, I mean I, that's one of my favorite TV shows in the fucking world. But and then I, I realized there's we can make
0: that happen. <laughs> Let's get Bakula
1: on the phone. No, you know they're doing Scott the, Bakula, they're doing the 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 Quantum Leap reboot, right? Damn it. And it's just it's all very woke. It's like uh Okay. Not I me mean, not in a bad way, but it's just everyone What's
0: woke in a bad way? And say it in that camera. <laughs> uh, is, it's
1: no uh it's not, it's not it's not over it's the casting it's not overextending itself. It's cast the casting's right. Sure, great. It's like the casting's right. It's not like just like yeah, it's a uh it's a I don't even know how to say that, but a a lesbian, yeah, uh black uh uh amputee yeah it's it's just it's just diverse casting it's just right. not all white people the way right. it was the right. way i liked it because right.
0: <laughs> no not and I a lot of people don't know this ziggy the computer also white so yeah yeah i hope they did something there
1: i'll be i'll be i will be trust me when i say i will be all for the quantum root re- reboot reboot yeah. whatever so we keep going so you animal house
0: animal house uh ghostbusters yes
1: okay who are you in ghostbusters
0: I like to think I'm Ray, but I know I'm not. my My favorite character in the movie is Rick Moranis. Really? I mean, he steals the movie. He he is he
1: is to me.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Animal House, uh, Ghostbusters, Kingpin. Oh wow! Kingpin's the funniest movie. It is. the. I think that might be the funniest movie. It's so funny. Not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. every every aspect of that movie is just right up my alley um and then what am i thinking i mean this is not great podcasting here but um you know uh, i'm mostly that era though of like early 80s mid 80s yeah comedies like i love anchorman i love um old school Mm-hmm. They hit for me but they didn't help. They didn't form me. They
1: didn't because it's it's characters, it's not yeah. people.
0: And I want to say caddyshack which I'd seen a zillion times but like uh I, I don't know if I would like cite that one as my major influence. Um
1: it's it the it's the problem with the problem with the Will Will, Will Ferrell era movies mm-hmm. was that they were quotable, Sasha Baron Cohen. They were quotable, yeah. but they and they were funny, yeah. but they weren't relatable. Like, we could sure. all see ourselves as a character yeah. in either Animal House or Ghostbusters. Right. Everyone knew who they were in Ghostbusters and right. who their friends were. Yeah. And so you could apply it in a weird way. And, and with with Will Ferrell movies, all of them are fucking hilarious. Yeah. But no one's Ricky Bobby.
0: Correct. Right, right, right. Yeah, y- yeah. Those, those kinds of... And like, look, Austin Powers is insanely funny yeah but i but i i don't know if it would it 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 did i don't know if it if if it's in my five
1: it's not what i'm watching in a coma i'll tell you that i'll be like can we fast forward this i mean nothing wrong with it austin powers is the first movie i saw as a trailer Mm -hmm. and i the first trailer i ever saw where i said to someone yeah i will be seeing that movie
0: yeah yeah here's my other one uncle buck
1: what a great by the way Talk about paralysis. My wife's paralyzed from the chest down. having, really? her, having her first child. Okay, I was, and I put in Uncle Buck, and she yeah. goes, "Not what I'm. I mean, not what I'm in the mood for." And I was yeah, like, yeah, "Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not giving birth. Yeah, and I need to watch something. Yeah, and I know you like it, so we watched Uncle Buck on repeat. Yeah, when she gave birth to Georgia.
0: Um, I always wanted to be John Candy because yeah. he was just like super likable, not over the top. A guy, just like a guy, like hey, that oh, we love that guy. You know, kind of gets stepped on, but like earnest. You know, doesn't give up. Yeah. Um, you know, like fucking great outdoors.
1: Oh, what a great fucking movie. I
0: mean, that movie's fucking unreal. Summer rental. Da- Everything.
1: John Candy is fucking amazing. He's was, amazing. He was. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I'm like, is there a Steve Martin movie or like a I used to watch I'm gonna get you sucka constantly. Really? Yeah. I mean, that movie's just out of control, funny. Maybe I'll throw that in there. I'll throw that in there, or I will throw in not a movie, but um, De La Soul, De La Soul is Dead. What's as that? like, De La Soul, you know, the rap group, De La yeah, Soul, yeah, yeah. it's an album that they have their second album. Uh, it's the funniest album, like just like the skits in there. Really? Uh, definitely shaped like a lot of my comedy. I'm realizing, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just That's like shit, we would like quote to each other. Like we would quote, "De La Soul is dead" more than we would quote like Austin Powers in high school or whatever.
1: We quoted Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Beastie for Boys sure. was like, was like, or uh, like I mean, that was
0: yeah. The summer I started smoking weed, we would just smoke weed down like at the canal, come back up go into my homie's basement, throw on BC boys, VHS tapes and just watch them in our underwear while our clothes were in the dryer with like the fabric softener. So we didn't smell like weed. <laughs> and, like moms would come downstairs and be like, what happened? What are, are you guys, guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. We're gay. Yeah. We're gay. yeah we're that's gay. it. We're gay. <laughs> um, yeah. But the BC boys were just like, like every, it was like a, like a, what would Jesus do? bracelet. Yeah what would bc boys do kind of like mentality
1: so then what what if hollywood says to you hey we want you to do a remake Mm -hmm. of one movie but it's got to be like a a sleeper movie right what movie would you like by the way
0: this is what hollywood's asking they're like what's a movie by the way that is exactly what they're doing because they're not doing anything else um fuck you hollywood um I mean, right? What? Can you imagine anyone
1: that's offended by that is the most ridiculous human being in the world? They're
0: like, I am Hollywood. No, (laughs) come on. I mean, can you imagine having an executive job right now? I'm trying to think what move. And your job isn't to find like, I think this new story is what next. Your job is to dust off something old that people have forgotten about just long enough, but not so much. And it can't be too good, but it had to be good enough that you can remake it, reboot it, and make it better, or at least get butts in the seats. That's fucking my nightmare.
1: Oh yeah, to be that person. Oh, I only want to do original ideas. I can't imagine. I <sighs> good, can't imagine. Good luck. <laughs> I would tell you what I just fucking fell in love with was Medea. Have you ever watched a Medea movie? I watched the um, the live uh
0: they aired like one of the live shows and it's oh, really? unbelievable the singing like is through the roof it's crazy but yeah we watched hyper talented
1: i got a I got a very lucky opportunity to watch a medea with a, an entire black family and it was it was fascinating <laughs> it was fascinating on so many all levels. members of the family <laughs> everyone in the everyone in the family was right. it was a large black family yeah. and it was no there, yeah, well, yeah no it was a large black family yeah and uh and uh it was fascinating yeah it was fascinating because you know culturally it's not how my me and my family taking a movie right is like uh it's like oh shit he's burning the stakes. right like he's look at him burning the stakes. like that's how they were enjoying it together for sure and uh but more importantly is like it's 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 pretty like he Oddly enough, Tyler Perry's got my sense of humor pretty dialed in, Mm -hmm. where it was like the Uncle Joe character was making me laugh my fucking ass off. Oh, yeah. He's unreal. And I was like, man, that would be cool to get like a little niche thing where you just made it for your fans. Mm And you, I mean,
0: that's how he did it. Started like at the church circuit and just like went around, built his name, then had enough of a following that when he was like, hey, guys, I got a movie, but if I'm going to have a career, I need you guys to show up. And they did. And then now this dude built a white house in Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I remember my, um, after my sophomore year, when I moved out of the dorms, my teammate roommate, uh, drove up from Ohio with like a couch in a truck stopped at my place outside Chicago. And then we were going to drive up to Madison, but he was spending the night. And I was like, dude, I can't leave town without going to see Kings of comedy. Let's go see this. Whoa. And he's from like a super honky suburb. Um, and I'm not necessarily from a super honky suburb. It's pretty mixed. And we went to the theater, which was mostly black and after the movie. My friend was like, that was, that was crazy. People were like getting out of their seats and running around the aisles. And I was like, the movie was a, the movie was that funny. Yeah. And b like, yeah, man, sometimes you got to get up to laugh, you know? It's,
1: oh, it's uh, yeah. We watched, uh, we watched Rocky Five. Uh-huh. Rocky five in a predominantly black movie theater in Tampa. Uh-huh. And there were I mean I, I thought I thought people were fighting in the aisles.
0: Is five fives with where he Mr.
1: Fights, T? No, it's fives where he fights uh he fights um Tommy Gunn. Okay. In the streets. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that's uh I, I, I just realized I never, I, I, I asked you about Jordan Rubin and I just told you my Jordan Rubin sto- story mm-hmm. and I never know how you met Jordan Rubin.
0: I met him at that, um, that acting class where we were the two guys who were like, we hate this, right? You, you and know? Jordan,
1: you and Jordan are very, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. And he's been a homie ever since. Um, and he's just a, like, like you're saying, he's a solid guy, a cool guy, knows what's cool.
1: Um, knows what's cool that's the interesting thing yeah he's got a great br- like a no, accidental finger on the pulse of like what is cool
0: yeah and what's what's always hilarious is you can't make him laugh but you know when you're funny you know when he thinks you're funny yeah and if you are about to say the joke he's like he says it yeah and you're like right and he kind of makes you strive to get that next next joke mm-hmm. you know the one above the one you were gonna make uh just because i think his mind works pretty quick so he's like don't give me the joke we all know we're gonna say yeah you know give me the other one
1: he's did you have you ever seen much of a stand-up yeah yeah he had a joke when we were young that i fucking that me and my buddy eddie would tell all the time to each other mm-hmm. i met this i went i saw this guy at this bar and it was you. it was clear he was gay and so i i started like flirting with him and then I sent him a drink and uh and then I went back and I ended up he ended up fucking me in the ass <laughs> but the joke's on him because I'm not gay right <laughs> and me and my he loved that he had so many fucking great jokes he just did he just stop doing stand-up and direct now
0: yeah I think he was just kind of um well I don't know you can ask him yeah but yeah
1: I gotta he's, get Jordan on the podcast I'd love to have Jordan on the podcast he's got stories he's got real stories yeah
0: he's been around because <laughs> he was running around doing
1: stand when he was like 14 in new york i think his dad invented the um rolling paper rolling machine what does that mean the thing that rolls joints joints i think his dad invented that that's fucking sick that was the rumor when we when because someone right the, by Bobby the way this started is, by him probably <laughs> probably i remember the rumor was uh jordan comes from money but his but you'd never know it and i was like really and they were like oh yeah his dad invented the rolling paper thing now this is right. all comics so right it's like i used to tell girls that my grandfather invented the rhombus right so like anytime <laughs> it's in a book i get royalties
0: oh yeah it's just a shape
1: but uh but yeah jordan was jordan's a fascinating guy man i haven't talked to him he was like a big part of my life in that i'd see him every night doing stand-up and then yeah. you know you move to la and you kind of just find him especially when you have kids and stuff yeah
0: that's his whole thing is he's like hey dude every, like twice a year yo man going out tonight, you want to roll? And I'm like, "Ah, I got a birthday party in the morning, man. And he goes, (laughs) of course you do. You know, Um, solid dude though.
1: So you're on Inventing Anna right now, right?
0: Yeah, so that's this Netflix show about this con artist a few years ago, True Story, who was like trying to get funding to open this uh, like Soho House art kind of place for like very exclusive um, uh, membership. And she was telling people like, hey, you guys bankroll like the first thing. And then when I turned 25, she was like 24 years old, running around New York doing this, asking people for millions of dollars. She's like, I'm gonna turn 25 and my billionaire dad is gonna give me $65 million. So like, I'll take care of the rest. But like, that was not true. So she was like super duper close to getting all this funding, millions of dollars to open up this club. And then it kind of like came crashing down when people were like, "We're trying to clear this check for the last two months. Like, what's going on here?" Really, um, and she's like, "Robbing Peter to pay Paul, kind of stuff, and like getting loans from here to put down payments here to then get like, oh, clearly she's got the hundred thousand dollars, but really she just did a loan and she's yeah. gonna get the money that they put, you know, and she's living in hotels and she's tipping the staff hundred dollar bills and like shopping constantly and. It gets out of control. It's a very crazy story. Really? Um, and then the way they cover it is with Anna Klumski is like this investigative journalist trying to like figure out what the fuck's going on. And I play her husband back home who's like, honey, you're pregnant. We're due in like a month. Are we really going to be running around Manhattan trying to figure out why this person's crazy or not? Um, but it's fun. It's a Shonda, Ly- Sh- Shonda Rhimes show. So Oh, Shonda Rhimes is great. Yeah. So it's like it's fun. It's slick. It's It's funny. Um, and it's just like you know, kind of like the New York life you wish you had, where you're just yeah. like, Wow, these people are loaded. This is her in real life right there on the screen. Yeah, that's, that's her. her in real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then do you watch Ozark? Yeah, so Julia Garner, who's got like the curly blonde hair, oh, she's all awesome. plays. There
1: you go, there's the side by side. Oh, wait, that's the girl from Ozark? Yeah, mm-hmm. wow, is her hair naturally curly?
0: Yeah, uh, not. I don't think it's as curly as on Ozark, but yeah, it's like a wavy. Uh, She's great. Ozark. Yeah, she is the real deal. Um, but it's a huge sprawling kind of story that like goes back and forth, different timelines. And you're just watching like these young people with like these ideas. And most of them are like Ivy league educated, basically coming up with pitchable ideas to like pitch old rich people to invest in, to like take their shit to the next level. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck are these kids
1: <laughs> dude, i dude that's how i felt about in hollywood yeah my entire career i was like yeah. how is it I'd, I'd see i'd go to people's houses and they'd I'd be like how do they have a house it's crazy i was like i could, i can't afford a house yeah I'm, I'm barely getting rent that's crazy do we have anything yeah. anything planned from uh you guys the mail order guys
0: yeah um we're writing the workaholics movie right now it's gonna be on paramount plus hopefully going to try and film it in the beginning of next year Shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. They were like, hey, we're gonna promote uh Paramount Plus. It's dropping. Do you guys want we want to announce that we're gonna make a movie with you guys? And we were like, sick, let's do it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be uh
1: pretty fun to put the tie back on, get to work. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: And we've been writing in it and it's it's dumber than ever
1: oh dude that makes me so excited like i no no offense i can't get into these the netflix series like they have the the one eating eating rotten or bad vegan and like certain things like that i I just it's not my thing so i like but man you get something stupid and it's fucking right up my alley yeah when you guys' movie came out i was well i think i live tweeted it i enjoyed it so fucking much yeah thanks it was so it's so my sense of humor you guys really do have you have my number, man. That is.
0: You should check out, <clears throat> um, on um, Peacock. You get. You have Peacock app.
1: Uh, probably. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah.
0: The the show Bust Down that just came out.
1: Uh, I know Sam J, and I know uh, Chris Red. This is that- episode is brought to you by Bust Down. This. A- oh, really? For real? Wait, Synergize. ask me. That, ask me that again. Ask me that again. Have
0: you ever seen the show Bust Down?
1: You can take the kid out of Gary, Indiana, but why would you? In Down, Peacock's new original comedy series, four friends working at a Midwestern casino are aspiring to be mostly where they are. Created by and starring Jack Knight, Langston Kerman, Sam Jay, and Chris Redd, Down is inspired by the crew's real-life chemistry, conversations, and friendships. The result is an irreverent, offbeat, unpredictable swirl of hijinks and absurdity. The friends navigate obstacles and opportunities in and out of the workplace, including, but not limited to, climbing a very short career ladder. Fending off horny church ladies and hiding from your best friend during a fist fight at the fondue factory. In a moment where everyone has something to say, the four friends relish in not saying much of anything or alternatively, the dumbest thing possible. Bust Down is streaming now only on Peacock. Look, you guys all know I'm a big tobacco guy. I've been so my whole life. Now it's pretty much relegated to cigars, but growing up, man, a good dip and a good story. I I couldn't imagine hearing a story and not taking a dip uh, or telling a story and not taking a dip or having a conversation around a campfire and not taking a dip, but I quit dip. Here's what I love about Black Buffalo. If you're 21 or over and you dip or chew tobacco, pouches or long cut, you've got to try this tobacco alternative Black Buffalo What makes Blackfoot Buffalo unique is it's everything you love about dipping that I love about dipping, including pharmaceutical grade nicotine, just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. It's made literally from edible green leaves and food grade ingredients with the same flavor, texture, aroma, pack, and nicotine as traditional tobacco products. No compromise required. All the flavors you know and love, blood orange, peach, straight, wintergreen, they even sell their products at BockBuffalo.com in long cut and in pouches. Plus, if you're looking to ditch nicotine, which is not a bad idea, by the way, you can load little, a little, little half and half and tobacco. Tap into their nicotine free product called Zero. That's the one we got because I look, to be honest with you, the second I know nicotine goes back in my lip, I am back forever. But it's cool. I mean, it's like remind I can smell it and put it in. And it reminds me of being in college. Oh, it reminds me of being young again. Made in the USA, born in the Midwest, raised in the South. Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the U.S. Black Buffalo's founders look high and low for tobacco alternatives across the sea. I've been there. I've tried them. They they feel very Swedish, (laughs) to be honest with you. (laughs) But they didn't have anything they could find that was the same satisfaction, so they just made their own. Don't take my word on Black Buffalo's quality. They were 2021's Best New Product Winner at the CSP Awards and C-Store Decisions Hot New Product Award winner of 2021. We got on the bus. It's fun late night, throwing a dip, especially the zero, and go to bed and wake up and feel like you had half to drink because you had something in your mouth for half the night. It's 2022. Are you still dipping traditional tobacco or those white portion things? If so, and you're 21? it's time to get with black buffalo it's everything you love about tipping just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem head to blackbuffalo.com and use the co- promo code birdcast at checkout for 25% off your first order that's the best offer you'll find but you have to use my code birdcast for 25% off your first order one last time the promo codes birdcast for 25% off your order warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical I like Chris Redd a lot. Chris yeah. Redd's a badass. Dude. He's so funny. In He's this. so talented.
0: And I, I kind of hate that this is brought to you by that show because now it seems like set up that I brought it up. But you should watch it. Are you
1: on it? No. Oh, you just have you I, seen it?
0: You, you just said you like. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched the first three episodes or two episodes. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super funny. Uh,
1: I well, I it's funny. I done. I've done the read, and I, I, I like the people attached, yeah. and I assume it'll be good only yeah. because I like the read. The problem with. The apps these days is that I don't have the login for anything.
0: Right, right. I'm, yeah. I'm
1: turned into an old man. Yeah. Where I'm like, I can get on my Netflix, I can get into Hulu. 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 And then uh ESPN. Yeah. I got all my it's if it's not in front of my treadmill, yeah. then I'm fucking done. Yeah. And then I, I can download stuff like I want to watch the thing on Tom Brady, uh, but I don't know what it's yeah. but he's my, coming back.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. I was doing uh, Santino's podcast last week and he's like, Yeah, it's like Brady coming back. And I was just like, Right. (laughs) And he goes, No, he just came back, dude. Check it out. Here's my phone. Check it out. Right there. (laughs) That's a good Santino. He did that right, dude. Okay. He's back. And I was like, You got to be fucking kidding me. This dude was retired for 29 days or whatever.
1: Amen. He's got that same brain I must have where I go, I can't fucking sit here in this house. You know, he's looking at his Giselle and his kids and he's like, so, so this is what we do, guys. Yeah. We just, uh, are we getting pizza again? Uh, I'm going to be over there hut-hut-hiking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know his, his opportunities for work after this career are going to be through the roof. He can do whatever he wants.
0: Can we just talk? Or no, I already talked about it on the other podcast. Wait, tell but me. He's so bad about those commercials he's doing for the Brady brand.
1: I haven't seen them. He's
0: like, have you guys worn these shirts yet? They're so soft. <laughs> They're my new favorite shirts. <laughs> And you're like, what are you doing? Just just talk about it. Okay, yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> there's a collar on these shirts, and it's like the perfect collar. <laughs> and you're like, you're handsome. Stop smiling. You're Stop making smiling. it look weird. <laughs> like, just be you. Um, but, you know, I guess there's a certain trade-off. Like, he's the best quarterback of all time. Can't talk to a camera. I don't know.
1: Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion.
0: Come on. Aaron Rodgers. Look, we,
1: look Aaron Rodgers,
0: terrific. Tom Brady, is tom brady i don't know i'll still side with aaron (laughs) Rodgers.
1: what does that mean it means he came to my tour bus and said hi i'm gonna ride or die with the motherfucker there
0: it is true (laughs) true true he's
1: the coolest dude i've ever fucking met he was the nicest nicest guy i can't imagine me and tom brady would have two words to say to each other do you know how
0: many nice guys i don't want playing quarterback for my football team I'll tell you all, what. almost all of them.
1: I'm falling in love with Ryan Leaf. I want him to take I want them to give him one more shot. Uh-huh. I want Jamarcus Russell to have another shot at yep. it. I want I all these ones that they call flops. Yep. I want them give him one more shot. It
0: is weird that like I mean what are the 30 teams in the NFL I don't know, but yep. like that's how many starting quarterbacks are allowed to play. That's crazy same. And then like, I guess they could go play in the Canadian League and like have a career there, but like it's a big passing league. Yeah, and it's just, but it's it's so exclusive that you're like, really, that person's done already. There's there's no place they can be the best. I can't quarterback believe in the world. Johnny
1: Manziel isn't playing. I mean, I really can't. It's believe, crazy. I can't believe Colin Kaepernick doesn't have another opportunity somewhere else. The guy can still fucking play. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe we don't have like a celebrity. You know how they have the uh, the the well, three on. Th- they tried the XFL, right? Was that going to come back? It yeah, but the, it's they fucked it up, and I and I. I had notes about how much they fucked it up. What they should have done is they should have recruited collegiately, meaning if you got a Florida team, recruit from the players (laughs) that played at Florida State, Florida, Miami, UCF, recruit those kids, kids that played in Georgia, so that what you're getting is people who have watched people play for four, that that maybe didn't make it to the NFL, but they've watched them play for four years that they can get behind. And they didn't do that. They just, they're grabbing kids, throwing them everywhere everywhere. There was so many opportunities, and they should have had big stars come in. Yeah, you know, there's a team called the Savannah Bananas that is a minor league baseball team, and they play one team, the Party Animals, mm-hmm. and they and they have created their own brand of baseball. You can't get out of the batter's box. You can so meaning the okay. pitcher can throw as fast as he wants as many times as he wants. Okay, so there's no fucking slowness to baseball. Right. If you walk, you then sprint. Got it. You, when you said you couldn't get out of the batter's box, I was like, "What? When are you
0: getting out?" But you're saying between pitches, like taking a lap to kind of just yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. so the it's meaning also
1: once the catcher throws to the pitcher, the pitcher can throw again as fast as he wants. Yeah. If you get if you get walked, uh, you get to start running, and then each player on the defense has to touch the ball before they can try to tag you out. So they've heightened the game of baseball, and I will tell you this. Yeah, it is fun as fuck to watch. Yeah, it is a very fast-paced game. You can. They need something like that. Do you think baseball needs something? Well, I, I watched the bananas play and then I watched a college game. Right. And the college game was so fucking slow. Yeah. That I was like, okay, but there's ways to, I mean, I don't know. Things and are- is
0: college like the MLB now where like it's home runs or strikes? Cause that's fucking boring. Watching a home run used to be sick because it was like, whoa. Yeah. But they also played for doubles and singles. And it was more strategic, but then of course the analytics got into it. They're like, actually, it's better if you just go for a homer. Yeah. But then you're just sitting there waiting for homers all fucking in the game.
1: That we played, we watched uh, Duke play another. Uh, I forget the name of the team, and Lowell, Massachusetts, maybe. And it was just a very slow paced game. Yeah. And you and I was like, and we had just watched this other hybrid game with the Savannah Bananas, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, there is something to be said about the way they're doing it. Because we weren't bored at all watching the bananas, right? But when I say that there is an there is an appetite for the XFL, or in whatever's happening in indoor, but hire yeah. these
0: guys. I would love to see. They had some rules that were pretty rad that I was like, oh, that's the XFL. Good. Yeah, they introduced some new rules that the NFL that people have been asking the NFL to do that they haven't. I can't remember what they were, but it it was welcomed. Um, but yeah, I I always say if I was a billionaire. I would just do fresh out of high school professional football. I would give an alternate lane to college sports for football players who were like, I'm just going to put some food on the table. And like, yeah, I guarantee you in six to 10 years, it would catch on like wildfire. The first year you would eat shit. The second year you'd eat shit. You'd eat shit for many years until all of a sudden you'd have proven concepts that went from that league to the NFL and then everyone goes oh shit you can do that too you don't have to go to college and then people would be like you'd have enough money and revenue to keep players there and then you'd have you know 20 years later you'd have a fucking giant league a whole new league
1: i we were we were I was watching an XFL game high and i said they were like this this i, I you know when you're high sometimes you'll see things just a, a bit sideways and they're like this uh this game is brought to you by Prudential, and I was like, "Oh, are they going to have the president of the local Prudential be a quarterback for a, a, a down?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, that would be cool." Right. They're like, "This is brought to you by Nissan Honda over on Sepulveda." He's going to be running back right. for one play. Guest running back. Oh, yeah. he was murdered. <laughs> but there is a there is there's no reason not to spice things up. Look at comedy; it's been fucking changed a million different ways. Yeah, you've been a part of that. Of that generational push of going hey guys it doesn't need to be it it can be shorter it can be this it can mm-hmm. be that it can be a movie yeah we can change everything
0: um but real quick how good was the nfl this year
1: i i fucking <laughs> loved it wasn't it, it was, i was
0: like this is like uh like it i don't know if you attention into cars at all or whatever but like sometimes like if a car's like remodeled like for like a, a, a new year or whatever you hate it and you're like, oh, that last year, like this last year's model of the NFL yeah, was unfucking real It was like the best money spent possible.
1: The games, the playoff games yeah. were one after another were better and better and better. It was so fucking it great was this crazy. Year.
0: I'm not even a huge football guy, but I, I try and watch playoffs of like most sports just because like it's more interesting. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like this, and I, you know, you always like call your wife, you're like, "Hey, honey, so you're not gonna believe what just happened." She's like, "Yeah, okay." And then like four hours later, I go, "So the game I told you earlier, nothing. This game," <laughs> and she's like, "I still don't care." Wait, do you
1: have girls or boys? I have three boys. Oh, fuck you! Yeah. I have girls, so I would say to my daughters, I'd bring them in. I go, "Hold on, yeah. this is why we watch the game. Mm-hmm. This is why, this is why you watch the whole game, because because now we are down to fucking 30 seconds." Yeah and 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 then i forget which game i was watching but they scored and then they brought it back down the other side and i mm-hmm. was like this is why you watch the games i was fucking losing it did this they season. get it they didn't you know i i, I bought i did a, a treat for a big group of friends mm-hmm. where i got us uh a, a box at the at sofi nice and i said to my daughters this was like a big fucking fight in our family i said you know we're doing the box and and my daughter Georgie goes oh I don't, i'm gonna pass and mm-hmm. i went no that's not you know i'm an option I've, I've already got the box you're gonna come and she right. goes but i'm not a football fan yeah i go no it's it's more than that and she goes well I'm, i don't want to go how you like that yeah and i went hold on how about how about i already paid for it and i'm bringing fucking 18 people and you're one of them and so you don't have much of a say in it right and then and then she went and she experienced first of all so which i fucking amazing stadium Crazy, yeah but she experienced it and she experienced it in a little bit of luxury and she saw celebrities and she was like and she came up to me and she was like hey thanks for making me go i would never have done this and this mm-hmm. isn't how amazing. old is she 17 oh wow yeah and i was like oh don't mention it i was like
0: I actually mentioned it more
1: I was like, she, <laughs> she gave me a hug today one day, nice. one day those kids are gonna be fucking i know not boys i guess boys will always fucking they're always going to be like come on dad
0: no till they see me like they catch me like beating off you know in the garage and i go uh,
1: uh." this is gonna be your future
0: yeah (laughs) that that day comes for us all i told you the circle of life is very small (laughs) that's the
1: perfect way to end this dude i gotta tell you thank you for doing this i I, i'm a huge fan workaholics defines us moving into the valley and me and 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 you guys have made me laugh so much. So thanks, man. So likewise, likewise. Th- thank you very much for doing this.
0: Yeah, man. Finally, good to get in here. Yeah.
1: This episode was brought to you by The Machine.